Good evening. Welcome back. It is another quarantine cast to Brian, Cody, and Craig. I'm Brian. He's Cody. He's Craig. We're all here. Uh, hello, gentlemen. How are we? Hello, gentlemen. How are great we? Great start. It's a great. I was waiting on Craig. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a crack about how there's no gentleman here. Get it? Because we're not gentlemen. But, uh, you know, I think uh, in the meantime, all things considered, I'm doing okay, Brian. I think I'm doing good on this Wednesday, the year of our God, Lord Jesus Christ, January 13th, right. 2021. How are we indeed? Cody's off. I've, I've already taken him off, what? Greg. I, I t- I, no, I what turned happened? him off. I turned him off. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't take him. Troll was in the house already. I was waiting for you to come in with the air horn. The do, 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 do. I figured we would morning show it up. Why? We've never morning showed it up. Because it's, you know, we got to we gotta add some energy to this whole thing. Because it's, it's impeachment be day? Part de? Now. Wait, but let's, let's, uh, let's ignore the, not ignore the elephant in the room. Uh, Craig is not in his usual underground bunker. <laughs> where are, where are I'm you? I'm not. Um, are you in a, are you in witness protection? Gotta, are you in where are you at? I I'm, I'm somewhere uh in the United States of America somewhere in Chicago is what I'm going to say for Ooh. now. I got to be honest, right. my setup is utterly different. So, um I heard none of what Cody said. I had like a weird robot noise playing the whole time. So I, I have <laughs> so, no idea this is going to be a heck of a show. You took him off Noonan and then I could hear all of a sudden, but every word he said made no sense logically. So, good luck I'll to be us. honest. I heard I heard what he said, and every word made no sense. Mm. Okay, I'm waiting for somebody. That's this good. is this will draw my attention the entire program. Waiting for someone to come through that open door and murder you. <laughs> it's, it's like Blair Witch. Yeah. Well, at some point, Betty's going to come through that door and tell me to shut up because she needs to go to bed. So that's okay. Uh huh. And the so other big change. That. Oh, good lord! Are you? Are you drinking a land of the giants beverage? You're drinking a bottle of wine. <laughs> that is, that is no, it's a Corona wine. That is yeah, the biggest Corona, corona I have ever seen. It's a Corona that's Mega. Corona La Cerveza's Masfina. Wow. Wow. That's a lot yeah. of Corona. La Cerveza Masfina. Yeah, the beer I, I most fun. right amount. I think it's the exact amount of Corona. Would you have to put a bushel of limes in there? Yeah. Now that's in the brown bottle. Normally we see the Corona in the uh, clear bottle. What's the difference, Craig? I, you know, I don't know. This is the place in Chicago that I bought it from. It's it's very unique. Just some corner grocery. Yeah, bulletproof glass. The, the Pablo. Uh huh. Wow. All right. I, you didn't need to identify the guy. What if he doesn't? And then what? What do you got there? Fresca. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a Fresca. It's a return fresca. of life. I'm sorry. Did you go back to 1974 for your beverages? I, I, I did. Pablo's got a unique selection. <laughs> you had to call over there on a rotary phone. What happened? I, mm. Right. I don't know what's happening this show. By the way, I think there's a delay. Of that's guy. that's what it is. Thank you, Cindy. Cody, did you notice anything? I was looking at Craig, and something seemed different. Something seemed um, off. You didn't immediately notice he's not wearing a hat for the first time in his no, adult life. The hat I noticed. <laughs> It's the beard. Uh-huh. Cindy said Craig shaved. He doesn't have his beard. I did. I did. Yeah. Wow. What brought that up? <laughs> yeah. What, is that bad? What's the deal? What's the deal? Too much fresca getting caught in the beard? There was the there fizz? was no 
there was no compliments of any kind there. So obviously this was a mistake that was made. Um, no, I don't, there was a straight razor shave offered to me that I took. Good Lord. Is it a gang fight? Yeah, it was. <laughs> What's going on? Um, are, you, are you a shark or a jet? Well, it's all part of the, the buying the stuff from Pablo. You got to eventually mm. do that part of it too. You got to fight it out. I don't want to go to this neighborhood that you're staying in. <laughs> it's a bit of a trip. You do look, you do look different. I, I kept looking at it and I'm like, I knew I've seen you without the hat many times. So it wasn't the hat. I couldn't mm -hmm. put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. You look, you okay. look uh, younger. You look, you look right. different. You look good. You look fine. You got a nice jawline there. No, 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 no. I don't think that this is a compliment anymore, but it's no, okay. You, I had an you, Irish buddy. I had an Irish buddy of mine. Um, uh, they literally from Ireland. I hung out with them for a while yeah, in Chicago. Uh, one day I did this exact same thing. I shaved from a beard and he walked up to me. He goes, no beard is a bad look, man. It's a bad look for you. And I was like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> like, thanks, well, I, if I were, if I were looking at you in person, I could make a better judgment, but you know, you've got uh, La Cerveza Masfina drowning out your, uh, no beard sorrows. <laughs> you do have a good jawline though. That's, that's always good. A lot of times you, people buddy. grow a beard because they've you. got a weak chin, mm -hmm. but uh, now Cody's got a good chin. <laughs> Thank you. You know? You know, I didn't know we we're going to focus this much on appearance. Well, listen, that's all. Uh, that's where do we live, America? It's all, we it's have. all about the appearance. <laughs> it's all that's left. That's right. That's where we live, is America, correct? That mm. is where we live. Um, <clears throat> all right, listen, last week we were here during a, an attempted coup on the government. Mm -hmm. um, this week we have learned a lot of horrible things about what happened inside the Capitol. Today, the president was impeached for the second time. He was first president in history to be he impeached for the second time. What did I say? What did I say? He was re you said he was impeached. He said he it's fine. Oh, he's repeached. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there's no time for a three-peach. Like the bulls. Do we want to <laughs> hold up? Yeah. Do we want to do we want to name the movie that is like the sequel? Because this is impeachment the sequel. Do you want to add like right. a movie title to it? Well, that's how the Boogaloo Boys got their name. <laughs> right. So we don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to, any tie to them. What's a boogoo boy? <laughs> you really need to read a paper. Just one. A you don't know what I the boogaloo boys are? The boogaloo boys are one of these uh, far right extremist groups. They're known for wearing Hawaiian shirts, which I have to say upsets me because you boys know my penchant for tropical uh, vacation wear. Mm. And I, <laughs> so it's I don't true. know. What do I do in the summer now? <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess I, I think you, I think you can still wear it. You think every, every week there's some new there's some new white supremacy thing you're not allowed to do, right? A couple years ago it was like, well, oh, no more tiki torches. Can't can't have those anymore. I like tiki torches, you know. And then there's a proud boys. You can't be a proud boy anymore. Okay, all right. There's that. Now you can't be a boy scout. I don't think. Well, you can't be a girl scout unless you're a boy or something. It's I can't keep up anymore, Brian. So, yeah. There's a lot to keep up with, Cody. I don't blame you. Sit in my closet and drink uh, this delicious cocktail that I've got. Uh, this is from our friends. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what do you have? From our friends um, at the CH Distiller Distillery. They make like rum and vodka and malort and stuff. Okay, you've heard of them, right? They're the, they're the CH people. It doesn't matter. All right. So I made an old fashioned with some old Ooh. Forester bourbon. Uh, but, uh, I put in this little 50 milliliter bottle of Amargo de Chile. Um, it's like a, chili, 
uh, like kind of a spicy little, um, just a little liqueur, uh, 32% alcohol, but you just make a straight old fashioned the same way you normally would dump in this little thing of a Margot de Chile gives it a little kick, really tasty, like really, really, really tasty. So very nice, very dark old fashioned. As you it can is. See. Well, I have, uh, I'm doing one last, one last grab of Christmas. So I have my Santa sur surfing Santa Tiki mug filled with a, you'll shoot your rye out which I had a couple of weeks ago, the drink hit the molly. Unfortunately, I didn't have any more rye. <laughs> mm. So I had to make it with bourbon, which is very nice. And this, like I said, we're getting ready to put all the Christmas stuff away. So I got to use my surfing Santa Tiki mug um, one more time. Yeah. What's your, what's your plan? What's your timeline for putting away Christmas decorations? Never, Sunday, never Sunday in 2021. Wow. <laughs> You're a guy who didn't even decorate though, did you? We did not decorate very much. Well, I did not decorate very much, but I, I wouldn't, if I had, I wouldn't put things away. He's, he's too busy drinking out of a cartoon beer bottle. Like I think like you're a cartoon character. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. I, Next I week, he's going to have a pony keg on his shoulder. One of those plastic balls, <laughs> the hose going into his mouth. Like it's but an guys, IV. I'll, I'll switch. I'll switch back to refresca. I can't do refresca. I can't imagine what you've put in the fresca. I have. <laughs> I just need him to, to drink a bottle that's not like twice the size of his head. That's the only thing I need. It, I have it no, literally I, reminds I have me not, of like, like a no. Yeah. You're, you're drinking. Everybody's drinking fine. Um, I took all my outdoor stuff down Sunday. Mm. I was planning on doing it today because it was supposed to be forty degrees, but then Sunday, Debbie Debbie started in on this. I don't want to be the only people in the neighborhood that still have Christmas lights up. Which, for the record. We were not, and we still would not be because there's still people who have their Christmas lights on outside. Mm. So Sunday I went out and took all the outdoor stuff down. Now the indoors has not budged at all. As you can see behind me, uh, the office still has all the Christmas stuff. Uh, the trees are still up. I think we're going to do that this weekend because, I don't know. I it's So today I went and took my mom's outdoor stuff down, and I said to her, listen, um, Whatever you want to take your tree down, call me. Cause she likes to she likes her tree up. And listen, she's been quarantined the whole the whole year. She's 83. She wants to leave her tree up till I don't care, whatever. That's so funny. I just said, call me and tell me I'm ready. And then I'll come and take your tree down. So, but I think this weekend uh, we are taking our tree down. But yeah, I'm very surprised that you've taken down your outdoor decorations so early, given your penchant for decorating a lot for Christmas. I do enjoy Sorry, it, but here's that? the other thing: uh, my pen, my pension for staying warm is out uh, outweighing my pension no, for leaving that's it not, up. That's not what Cody said. I know that's not the word Cody used. I know it's not. Could well, could you say it again, there, Cody? As a, this is his penchant. I'm a uh, I'm a multilingual. <laughs> what they call it. I I so dislike the way you're saying that. I feel like this is a Family Guy bit now. I'm so angry. At the, keep saying it though. Go ahead, give me one more. Well, I'm sorry. I, I have something of a penchant for driving you angry. Oh, right? God. Sorry. Oh, what can man. I Go ahead, Which answer means, his, uh, Answer his silly question. Every mm. week he comes up with something new. <laughs> oh, it's so Cool Whip. This is the hey, Cool Whip bit. Look, so, yeah, the, it is a Cool Whip bit. I'm so, the, I'm the hmm. Angostura bitters in the old-fashioned that is this podcast. Brian, you're the bourbon. Craig, you're the simple syrup. <laughs> and I'm the Angostura. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was offended. I was offended by that. You are the simple. I got. I got yeah. Not, look, 
Yeah, simple I would syrup. take I would take offense to that as well, Craig. Yeah. Simple syrup is sweet. You can't Thank have you, it. If you could throw that bottle, I would throw it at Cody, but I know it's way too heavy. So I know there's nothing you can do about it. It's way too full. Mm. Well, whose fault is that? Mine. I'll fix that. Let's make, uh, let's uh, call attention to Cody's artwork. He added some new artwork with your base traps in your, uh, in your pod room. What's up with that? What's up with the, uh, the modern art, the obscure Prince pictures? My, uh, my sister, Hannah painted these. Oh, they're very nice. Oh, thank you. When she was in college, uh, she was an art history major, so she has some paintings. I got, I, I was, uh, I was given some, which was nice. Uh, yeah, I have finished decorating my podcast studio. I, I, I'm almost finished. I, I, I have a new microphone, so if I sound a little different, um, I actually need a to get some equipment to make it sound a little better. I'm, I'm doing that SM7B, Craig. Yeah, you uh, are. I sure. But I don't have a cloud lifter because uh, it's at the office, so I got to get a cloud lifter for it. Um, so. Is that that springy deal that the mic sits in? No, 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 no. no. You don't really. No, need that's a. Uh... Yeah, there's not really much of a shock know. mount with the SM7B. Weirdly, but uh, no, the cloud lifter. Yeah. Basically, the the signal from this microphone is a little quiet, so I have to um, compensate using some other stuff. But there's a little oh. device you can plug in that'll boost the signal a little bit. But I, I was looking it. at I was looking at something like that yesterday on, with a Shure. It might have been the SM7B, and it came with a little a little thing. Little uh, I think it was called a cloud lifter. Boosted the gain. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. That is correct. Clean gain. Clean yeah. gain. Sure. Yeah. So I've I don't been, dirty gain. But outside of that, I actually <laughs> do, you can't see it, but I redid all the lighting in here because um mm. I, I put all these LED lights. Can in we see closet. it? Show us. Well, I, uh, well, I can't. Now the camera's kind of mounted in, in a Ooh. way, so I can't move it as much, but I, I could tilt it up, I guess. So uh, there's a strip going around the edge of the, the ceiling. Ooh, it's like a disco. I, I lowered the strip because it was too high and it wasn't giving me good light coverage. Uh, and yeah, then I moved yeah it definitely is. Yeah. Got to have yeah better light coverage. And then there's nice. strips in front of me that I had to move closer to me as well. So I did a lot. I did a lot over the weekend, but it's... It's pretty much almost done now. Finally, it only took me like seven months. Well, it's, it looks very nice. Thank you. We're all, mm -hmm. we're all in such. Uh, Craig is in nondescript location. Uh, <laughs> he looks fine. I'm in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. To me, his background it looks like it looks like a puja table or like a yoga table or something. Or like you would have a little Buddha behind you. It looks kind of like a little temple-like table. Uh, what's behind me is what you're asking. Mm -hmm. It's a bed. But where Betty wanted me to block the bed. So that's the so headboard. To, no, it's an altar. Yeah, it's an altar. Yeah, it's, and you're no, sacrificing uh -uh. giant bottles of beer to stain. Dionysus. What? What's the stain? There's no stain. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. We're filthy lovemaking. <laughs> Good. And, uh, Betty wants me to off now. I said at some point she wanted me to be done. <laughs> That's the moment. Let me hit the button. I didn't blame, Betty. I didn't blame <laughs> Betty for it. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> can I? Can we? Can we go down a road that we've never really gone down here before? A conspiracy oh, okay. theory road. All you right. guys know I don't really. You guys know I don't buy into conspiracy theories, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you been following like the reports that are coming out uh, from the Capitol, like? What happened with the the Capitol Police and the National Guard and the reports coming out that uh, you know some Congress people were taking uh, what who would end up being these uh, insurrectionists on tours the day before 
is this, are we going to find out this is like some kind of deep inside job and there's, you know, different levels of people that are involved. And, you know, you had that one congressperson tweeting out where Nancy Pelosi was. And it, the more I'm watching this, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like a, a weird movie where uh, I don't know who do you trust. If you're, if you're a, a government leader and you're being taken to a secure location and are you like, is this guy going to kill me? What <laughs> What's going on? It's, uh, there were it's, two questions. Go ahead, Craig, if you want to. There were there it. were two. The first one, the first following this, no, Noonan. My answer no. is absolutely not. I'm following none no. of that. I don't really care anymore. I want it all to stop. Wow. The second question was where, <laughs> well, I do, I do, I do. I mean, we all do. It's after the fact that the the let the day happened. The day happened. Whether or not it's an inside job or not, I don't care anymore. I just want the whole country to get past it, to move beyond it, and to somehow be a better place. And then you, your second question, no, he's just laughing. Your second question was something about, is it an inside job? Don't care. <laughs> wow. Is that the, I is that the La Cerveza Masfina talking? No, it's not. Why, why do I want to know that kind of stuff? Now, I don't want to know. I watched the whole CNN special report thing that's on HBO Max now. Uh, you can do the whole video and they, they dive into a bunch of why the cops were what, doing what they were doing. And I, I just yeah. don't want to know. At this point, I just don't want to know. Can I, uh, Brian, I got I to jump in with the I don't believe in conspiracy theories thing. I, I haven't watched it in a while, but Wisecrack did. Uh, Wisecrack is a YouTube channel. Wisecrack okay. did a good video a couple of years ago about how conspiracy theories have changed. And it has to do with uh, essentially trust and authority uh, versus some other stuff. Uh, right. Not all conspiracy theories are created equal, right? Correct. Um, and there is value in questioning uh, or challenging those in positions of power uh, to see what truth is really going on. For example, uh, U.S. intervention historically in countries like Latin America, we've really messed up some stuff internationally, right? And like some might call some of that stuff conspiracy theories, but then like more and more documentation comes out and it's like, oh, wait, no, yeah, the U.S. did some really atrocious things. That's different than saying like the moon landing was staged, right? right. So I think that uh, that many conspiracy theories actually should be entertained uh, or at least examined uh, because a blanket dismissal of all conspiracy theories is totally ludicrous just ends up being like, well, then people can kind of get away with whatever they want. Uh, some conspiracy theories are true. There were inside jobs in this country that have happened. I don't know what they were. I'm not going to say 9-11 was or wasn't. Please but, don't. you know, it's a thing. Can I ask Can I ask for a favor real quick? Mm -hmm. Can you change my name to Luda Craig? On the, because I'm going to dismiss all <laughs> conspiracy theories. Apparently it's ludicrous. I want to be Luda Craig for the rest of the show. Luda Craig. I Luda like Craig that Cody just recorded tomorrow's... Cody just recorded tomorrow's uh, podcast, his Curiosity Daily podcast. Yeah. That'll be, you can hear it tomorrow. It's part of the Discovery family of brands. Actually, we are uh, we are rerunning a story soon about uh, how you know the moon landing photos are not fake. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we dig into the, the science of the photography because some people are like, well, there's no stars in the moon landing photos and it has to do with the exposure of the camera and it wouldn't have been able to pick up stars. So there, there are actually scientific... That sounds like that sounds like something that Luda Craig. So that's good. Really? What else does Luda Craig believe? Do you believe uh, Oswald acted alone, Luda Craig? 
I believe no conspiracy theory. As Luda Craig, when I put on the persona, any conspiracy theory is bullcrap. So apparently wow. that's what I believe. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, because as I'm, as I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm starting to, and I'm questioning it, like you said, Cody, and I'm like, I can't, if I start going down this thing, it seems, now it may turn out to be, there's a lot of machinations that we don't understand that are going to come out. But as I start going down, it's like, just in my own head, I'm like, this is crazy. This can't be, this can't really be happening in our government. You know, there it, it's impossible. And yet it's completely possible. Why don't we just I mean, not do it though, Noonan? You'd be a happier person. <laughs> just don't do it. I can't. I No, don't I listen. It, I can't bury my Noonan, head in the sand Get anymore. yourself a giant Corona and don't do it. I have a lot of bourbon in this, in the, this Santa mug may look innocent, but it is filled with mind altering poisons. Uh, that and I can't. could be filled to the brim and it doesn't have as much Corona as this bottle has. That's no. true. Well, I listen, I have an arthritic wrist. I couldn't lift that giant bottle. <laughs> Arthur, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wasn't that the name of your, uh, my improv group in college? Arthritic wrist. Arthritic wrist. It was, it was yeah. also my name my when mother, I would go to uh, all male orgies. Oh, interesting. my mother likes mm -hmm. to text. Uh, my mother likes programs I'm on. She just texted me to let yes. me know that she also doesn't care about the conspiracy theory. Wow. She just all right. Let me know. Mom mom weighing in. I don't know. Listen, we can all we can all just uh but can, mm, can, all right. Can we all agree no, that we ahead, can't Noonan. just no, do it, Noonan? Can we all just agree that we can't just move on from this? That there has to be that that these calls for unity are garbage. You can't you can't unless <laughs> until you admit you're wrong. All right. And I'll put this in the simplest terms since we're all married guys. Mm. Right. If we screw up with our wives. <laughs> If we do something horrible to our wives mm -hmm. and we just walk in and go, let's just move on and forget about it. And we never say we're sorry. We never take responsibility. We never hold ourselves accountable. Do you think that's really going to work? The hmm. only appropriate way to answer this is to flip it uh, as most of, I don't know, I'm assuming, but my, my wife is very good at, I don't think she's ever taken responsibility for a thing, Noonan. And we're still married. I think this is the guy <laughs> version. And the, wow. It's, it's, it's true though. Like when, when I am in the wrong, you are absolutely right. I have to, I have to be dragged across the coals. When Betty is wrong, somehow we figure out that really I'm probably kind of wrong too. Wait a minute, women, am I right? How's the old ball and chain there treating you, Craig? <laughs> oh boy. Did I, I don't know. Maybe the I'm waiting now for the frying pan to come in and hit Cody in the head. I, it might. <laughs> My wife's picking up groceries. We're testing out the Mariano's grocery pickup experience Ooh. after Jewel Osco failed to deliver us garlic powder three times. I heard this saga. This is a horrible... I don't know how <laughs> you even had the strength to hang those pictures. I think <laughs> you, are, you are being put upon as much as the guy in the buffalo head who's not getting organic food in jail. I think how are you surviving? <laughs> I think it's unironically, and I say this in all seriousness, uh, in all seriousness, the most upset I've seen my wife in three months. Uh, and we have a newborn. Uh, but when they came and when they showed up without the garlic powder for a third Wait a minute. Time, how, how old? Is, hold on. How old is the newborn? The son is four, a little over four months old. Okay. I just wanted to see if the timeline included birth. But go ahead. Continue. Mm -hmm. No, not quite. But, uh, but I don't yeah, think she's still a newborn. If she was more upset about garlic powder than giving birth to a baby, then I would really have like taken a different stance on this. 
Is she more upset about the garlic powder than she was that you were pissed that you didn't have coffee while she was in labor? Uh, no, she didn't care about that. She thought that was funny. In fact, um, yeah, that was just a truth of uh, we, you know, we we had a talk, and the next time <laughs> we, we had a talk. kid, then uh, you know, we'll make sure I have coffee. It's fine. But look, the point is, uh, it's unacceptable, Jewel Osco. Like you're supposed to substitute another item of a different brand. We know you've got garlic powder. It can't be that much more, right? What's the difference in garlic powder? Like you got like you pay a dollar or two. There, there's no way you're paying more than like six bucks for a garlic powder. So Good just, lord! If you're paying six dollars for garlic powder, you are getting reamed. No, so get, give us one that's like a dollar more. We'll get, we can take the dollar. All right, we want the garlic powder, but the, you know they won't do it. Mariano's calls you. They actually called her. Yeah. They call you when they don't have your thing, and they called her. They were like, "Hey, we don't have." Uh, Lucy's tomato soup. What other Lucy's soup do you want? She's like, I, I don't, I mean, she like weirdly, she didn't have the Mariano's inventory memorized. So she's like, okay. I, I don't know. You got chili. They're like, no, we don't have chili. She's like, all right, you get, you got, I don't know, broccoli cheddar. They're like, yeah, we got that. Cool. We're all right. We're good. That's right. all you got to do. Make a quick phone call. I her, think Walmart does that too, where they give you the option. Like uh, they don't, they don't call you, but they say, if we don't have this, can we substitute something similar? Mm -hmm. But but Jewel has that too. And yet they were unable to come up with a similarly priced garlic powder. So I actually put in the notes for the Mariano shopper. I was like, look, we will pay up to 50% more per item if you cannot find a suitable substitution that is equal or lesser value. All right. So this could be a $900 grocery store trip, but... Yeah, man, you just gave him carte blanche. Yeah, Sally in the chat. Yes, we okayed substitution. So we said, like, please substitute this. But maybe we picked the cheapest garlic powder, and they were like, oh, this one's 10 cents more. I can't charge them that. Unacceptable. Well, I'm sure they've had people call and complain. Mm. You know, let's say Craig ordered just a regular Corona. Mm. Yeah. And they delivered no. this giant no. land right. of the lost Corona that he is uh, <laughs> sipping on tonight. Uh-huh. Now, Craig is happy with that because he's got strong forearms yes. and a good grip. But other people <laughs> of a, a, a more wee persuasion may not be able to lift that bottle and they would be angry. I feel like say, I'm saying controversial. Hmm? Yeah, I asked for regular. I feel like I'm saying special things this evening, but I'm going to continue doing that. Um, Yodi gave notes to the person doing shopping for you, the person who like picks out your items at the Mariano's. That's not mm -hmm. a cerebral job. I don't really think the person put a lot of thought into it. If it wasn't on your list of things, they probably didn't try to substitute it and didn't care that you were upset because that's mm. their whole gig. They pick the things, put them in the cart, bring them to you. Then they're done for the day. Plus, I've got to say, that is the epitome of uh, let them eat cake. I've got someone doing my shopping for me. They didn't bring me garlic. <laughs> I'm going to lodge a complaint. Uh, <laughs> And then hopefully we, I will meet that person behind the jewel replace. I said up to 50% more. This is 52% more. And I had a coupon <laughs> that you did not honor. And forsooth and forthwith, I will not shop with you again. Nah. They do. They also didn't fill our escargot order, right? Of course not. That's messed up. Or our sushi. We had fresh water, fresh caught sushi from the Chicago <laughs> That's river thing somewhere where it's okay to do any of that mm. stuff i'll be honest you can get a nice sushi at mariano's <laughs> oh yeah no oh dude and their poke bowls are just out of this world you got to get their poke bowls 
poke. That's what I said. Mm. Pokey? Uh, Pokey bowl sounds like something you do, you know, when Casey's not around, you got some warm pudding. Look, I know we've got the 25-gallon uh, bottle of Corona, but what's... Noonan is on fire tonight. Hold on. Noonan is on fire. You need to take it. Like, take a lap, man. That is great. <laughs> Go ahead. It goes without saying. But what's freaking me out about Craig is, like, Craig's one of those guys that can just grow a beard. He's like, oh, it's Monday. I'm just going to have a beard tomorrow. That's fine. You just do that, right? <laughs> wow. I've seen you uh -huh. with a beard. I've seen you without a beard. It's not a big deal. Where's the hat? Why aren't you wearing a hat? Um, that was part of the haircut. They did the, the straight razor shave and the haircut. So I figured like whenever they style, I don't know if it's everybody that does this, but whenever they style your hair, I feel bad putting the hat back on. Yeah. Like that seems disrespectful to what they just did. <laughs> so like so the rest of the day. Yeah. The rest no, the of the hair day looks today, nice. Okay. All right, hair looks, you know, uh, this is, it finally hit me. And this is, I know, I know you're never supposed to say, Hey, you look like somebody because mm -hmm. if the person you're saying that to thinks that that other person is hideous, then it's an insult where I don't mean it as an Here insult. Here we go. Here we no. go. But sitting in that with your, with your Under Armour zipped all the way up and your new haircut and stuff, you look like Jimmy Pardo. Do you know Jimmy Pardo? Mm. Okay. I do know the Jimmy Pardo and he's an ugly man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's the host of uh, Never Not Funny, one of the most successful podcasts yeah. on the planet. Mm-hmm. He opened for Conan. You're his buddy. Stand-up comedian, yeah. So just, and it's, I think it's too because you're using your your camera phone or your computer phone, your computer camera. So it's a little bit, but that's that's who you look like. Right, Cody? Yeah. Or maybe no, you don't I, know I Jimmy. I can see that. I have the camera phone on and I have the lapel mic connected. So that's what I'm doing this evening. And apparently yeah. that's the Jimmy Pardo look. No, but, it's just your face. The, the hair, the hairstyle and the clean shape. your face. Your face and the looks shape like of your face. face. But it, it's yeah. Look him up. You won't but, be disappointed, Brian. I think the other thing. No, I'm not. Uh, the other thing that I think is throwing you off is that Craig is wearing a shirt. He's wearing anything above his waist, <laughs> and uh, you know, you and I are both used to a little bit more bare chestedness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Usually yeah. he's got that just the the fur hat with the horns and no shirt. Usually his tats are all his tats are showing. I, I yeah, was I was not one of the protesters. I did not have the fur horns and no shirt. Is that why you shaved? Because yeah, to hide. That's what the guy in Florida did. Did you see the guy who stole the podium? All of a sudden, no. he goes home, and in his mugshot, he's clean shaven, and his hair is cut and stuff. Dude, <laughs> shave off your beard. We got you. You're you're mm. caught. Yeah. Did you smile? Hey, everybody, did, look at me. I'm stealing a podium. Did Click. You, did you see his defense attorney interview? No. <laughs> oh, his de it was great. The defense attorney is like, uh, yeah. So you know, uh, there are challenges in uh, defending a client who, you know, uh, uh, allegedly it seems we may have video evidence of, of uh, my client, you know, walking in, in what it appears to be the Capitol, uh, carrying what appears to be a podium or, or lecture, and you know, it's really sure. <laughs> like, Oops. It does seem like kind of a kind of a difficult situation if, if there's photographic evidence of the person in the place mm. taking the thing. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a challenge. Uh, so there are challenges with this case. But, uh, you know, uh, my client, uh, we're just going to do what we can. It's just absolutely hilarious. I love all the defenses. The guy who was sitting at Pelosi's desk with his feet on her desk, his defense was, I was pushed. <laughs> he you looked pushed. Like, he looked Yeah, like, he did. Oh, he looked he looked very pushed, big old. To be fair, to be fair to protesters, who among us hasn't 
you know, had a momentary lapse in judgment and found ourselves wearing full camouflage gear hanging from a balcony in the Senate chamber. Uh, who among us has not done that, right? <laughs> right. I, I'm going to go know, on right. record. In case the yeah. FBI is listening, I, no, never. I just love, I, I love the people. I've not contemplated it. Like, cool. here's, a, I think, I think we share this, the three of us. We respect the law and we realize that there are consequences if you break the law. It yeah. seems it seems like that concept <laughs> is surprising to a lot of the people. And I'm not talking about the people who were just in the park watching the route. That's there's nothing wrong there. Even if you walk down the street, there's nothing wrong. You can you can protest all you want. But the people who were actually were running wanna... through the Capitol, smearing their feces on the wall and murdering yeah. a cop and all that, they just think, oh we can what's what's the matter? Yeah, you took it up a notch when you said murdering a cop happened. Uh, well, one person uh, lost their life. One police officer, a few other protesters. Police officer, but four I'll, other people. I'll say this, though. If they actually believe the narrative that the election was stolen, if the people who, who stormed the Capitol actually believe that concept, which none of us believe, then I don't mm -hmm. know if that negates some of the things they chose to do. Like, obviously, I don't think I'd still go to that extreme. It's not, as a per it's not in <laughs> yeah. me as a person to attack the Capitol if I thought an actual rigged election took place. But if they believe that, I, and I'm, I'm not excusing the behavior. I'm just saying that that might be how we rationalize where they're coming from. They think for a reason, whether it's the, the Twitter world or what have you, that the election was actually fraudulent. They think that by going and being in the House now, they prevent that fraud from happening. That's that's what I get from watching interviews and seeing some of these people talk, talk is that they leave that narrative. Well, sure, they really believe it, but then does that go hand in hand with we also believe laws don't exist anymore? Uh, Brian, uh, so I actually, I, I actually really, um, really strongly feel that a lot of people are asking the wrong question, uh, oh, especially boy. in the media. Um, and Where's it's the right question. <laughs> go. Uh, well, no, like, like really legitimately, I think that, that everyone's jumping to, this was stupid, they shouldn't have done this, it was wrong, and all that stuff. But no one is asking the question that, that Craig just brought up, which is, like, how did we get to this place where people believe so strongly that this thing happened, that they would be moved to commit these acts? Um, and I do think that there's a little bit of hypocrisy in uh, what we saw over the summer with some of the Black Lives Matter protests uh, there were protesters setting fire to police stations, right? It's not the Capitol building, but there were protesters yep. setting fire to police yep. stations. There were protesters agitating cops, right? And mm -hmm. they did it because they felt that there was systemic racism and that there were these other problems and injustices in the right. system, which you and I believe are totally warranted. And one right. could even say they're objectively true. But the reason those well, those acts well, were committed wait. was because those people... You said you and I. It was not the eyes. What? All three of us, we all believe that this is uh, uh, cis-racism. Okay, okay. So just I'll, yeah, you I'll guys. The easy part, though. It was the Roy. Okay, okay. Okay. It was the Ustedes. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we, I'm, oh, I'm, so. I'm, bilingual. I'm multilingual. What can I say? So, um, you know, like over the summer, people felt very strongly about a thing, and they some committed crimes, okay? Yes. Uh, that doesn't excuse that. Um, and I think many of the same people that uh, kind of like cheered that on and said, like, I mean, I was I was pretty thrilled when when some police stations got torched because I was like, 
man, there's a lot of injustice out there. And I think it's cool people are acting out. The only difference really between those people and these other people are that we don't believe in their cause, right? We don't believe that the election was fraudulent. Um, we don't believe that what they did was what they did was justified. No. But on the same level, what drove them, right? What drove them is relevant. Uh, and and we as a nation and our media conglomerates have pushed these people and 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 amplified these messages. Twitter allowed Trump to do all these things. Uh, CNN's airing clips of Trump saying these things. Um, all this stuff got amplified and, and there was so much fuel added to the fire that it created this ideology that believed in this thing that was false and then crimes were committed. So I, I do I think there's a hypocrisy in saying, well, we were allowed to break the law because of this thing that was wrong, but they're not allowed to break the law because they didn't really do anything that was wrong. You know what I mean? No, I I, I disagree with a lot of what you just said. 100% accurate. No. All no. It was right. Disagree. No. Ahead, it was, well, here's the thing. What happened over the summer uh, was based as you, I agree with, I agree with what you said about everything that happened this summer. And I supported the rights to march. I think once it moves into criminality, that's where you have to draw the line. Um, that was all based in something that really is a systematic problem in this country that needs to be fixed. The question you're asking about what drove these people to do this, that has to be addressed down the line. But the point is, this this was the very backbone of our country, of our democracy. Both, nobody, nobody but at those, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I listened, I let Cody go, hold on. Then you, then Craig, you get your turn. Now you made me lose track. Uh they went the the Black Lives Matter people. Yes, they were burning down police stations, some police stations, some buildings in Portland, Target stores, different things. That was aimed at property. That was aimed at uh, a system that helped them be oppressed in their minds, which is which is rightly so. All right, the whole thing was about the police. Now, you go to the cap, but none of those people had erected a gallows at the march none of those people went in with molotov cocktails weapons zip ties oh, they, they weren't molotov. screaming to hang they okay. weren't screaming no come on come on they weren't screaming to hang the vice president they weren't searching out members of congress you can't tell me that if they had not been stopped at the very end there would those the most organized among those people last week would have found and would have done harm to some people in Congress. That is the very seat of this country. They were egged on to try to overturn a fair and free election. Whatever happens with fixing the problems that were addressed this summer, and whatever happens with trying to figure out why a huge swath of the American public is able to believe and get so worked up over this, and while some of those, some of those people last Wednesday were the ultra fringe who are going to take the beliefs of some of those people, amplify them, and they had their own agenda anyway. These white supremacist groups have been around for a long time, and they've been looking for an excuse, they've been looking for a reason, and now they had it. They had what they thought, because if you look at the breakdown of all the groups that were there, some of these groups have been around a long time doing all kinds of stuff, but they never thought they had the, the uh, oxygen to move in and do this, and now they did. And they were followed up by people of varying degrees 
And I feel, I feel bad for all the people who were at the rally in the park. I don't agree with them, but I feel bad because now they're lumped in with all of this. And like I said before, if you were at that rally in the park and you were cheering, that's cool. And if you marched down Pennsylvania Avenue and stayed at the bottom of the Capitol stairs, that's cool. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. But I have, I have no sympathy and I do, I do draw a line and I do think this is different. And I think because it was led by, egged on by the president and members of our own Congress, it was much more sinister, much more uh, divisive and much more incendiary than, you know, uh, what happened in this summer. Uh, real, real quick, uh, just before Craig, you jump in, I, I just want to say, I also believe it was wrong, right? Like I, I agree with the last 30 seconds of everything you said. All I am saying is that I think, um, psychology is a very, very powerful thing. And, yeah. uh, beliefs are a very, very powerful thing. Um, I don't agree with what happened at the Capitol. Clearly what I think all I'm saying is I think that the wrong questions are being asked. And I think that the, you know, the people largely responsible for amplifying these messages and agitating people, uh, and, and, and pushing everything that's happened. Those people are not being examined whatsoever. It's, this is Trump's fault. We gotta, we gotta gotta catch them first. You catch them, you meter out the punishment, then you do the long-term analysis of what got us to this point. I think you can chew and walk, walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, they're, they're like CNN, MSNBC, these Fox, all these news networks have done atrocious things to agitate people, to get people to this point. Uh, mm-hmm. And none of them are being... No, critical. nobody is. Well, see, but then uh, Craig dropped out. I hope it wasn't... Uh, I hope it was just technical and not a not that's a thing, really but uh, I'm sure he'll come back. That that's the question. At first, you got to figure out who's responsible. Then then you figure out why it happened. We know we know why it happened. What we don't know is why what the psychology is that got all these people to go that way. We can you know we can armchair psychology it and say it was them being fed a constant stream of lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but most of the time, most people don't, uh, don't believe lies all the time, you know? So what, I mean, I get it. Um, well, that I think, I think that's, Craig a false, is back. that's a false premise right there. Uh, because what, that most people don't believe lies. 70 million people voted for Trump for a second term, Brian. Right. But they didn't, they didn't all, they didn't all 70, didn't. all 70 million people didn't buy into all the lies. They those, didn't. those, no, not all of them. No, some of them. No, 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 you're right. No, you're right. But we live in a country, and and some people are saying, you know, some people are saying like, uh, like things like this isn't America, and and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I think everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks is America. Uh, you know, seven million people. America I, now. I would imagine the greater part of seventy million people were cheering on what was happening, even if they weren't. Oh no, I, I, I can't. No, I. You, I you just, why do you refuse to believe that? Because right, like if if things were so bad those four years, if things were so objectively bad that it was just a fluke that he won the first time and he didn't have that support, uh, and now like he he got a record number, he did get a record number of votes in the mm-hmm. reelection, like. This is not a fluke. This is America. No, it's, it's not. Sensitive. Yes. All right, Craig. It's Craig, sensitive. you you left, and now it's now we yield. My, this is America. my 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 connections. All the things fell apart. I have no idea what you guys were saying. Uh, I'm probably going back to what you made a little while ago. Uh, the first one is no one's excusing any behavior, any reaction I have from mm-hmm. the moment on after this moment. I'm excusing no behavior. 
I don't think that violence was was justified this summer. I, I do understand the protesting. I do understand the message. I do understand the desire to remove racism as part of the some interact with members of their communities. I think in and of itself is a worthwhile cause to have greater discussion on, especially after the video of George Floyd to any human being. So any day, the people who chose to excuse the people are doing bad things, in the case of the people who did this this past Wednesday, the people who support the President of the United States, the things that he's been saying since the election occurred, I think some of them do wholeheartedly believe that government stole the election. And so what did they do? They stormed a government bill, one of the most important ones in our society, but they attacked the the same way police stations, police cars, top cocktails, broken. I think the justification I got for retail and taking things, uh, any of that kind of stuff, was have attention for a cause that was being ignored by the entirety of the country. The system itself was failing. Let's screw up the system and let's get people to pay attention. Now, granted, a lot of people took advantage of that. Of people that weren't the, I think, uh, protesting, the peaceful protesting, target when they had. So that wasn't necessarily the people most affected, you know, but in both cases, some of these individuals really, truly took to heart whatever it was that was the conversation in their group. Then they, if you looked at the people inside that capital, so much steal the election change in states is then then I guess it makes sense that that's the people they attack. It cut out a whole bunch. Uh, it cut out a little, but we got it. We got. I got what you know. I understand what you're saying. Okay. I uh, I I do not agree. I yeah, think it, it's. I think it's too I easy. Think you don't agree I think with it's them. too easy I to let some people off the hook. I think you. We're not not letting anyone off the hook. I, I said at the start. First thing I said is that is excuse the behavior. There's no excusing the behavior, but understanding why it happened. The why is important. Mm -hmm. Understanding how you are moving forward. But it. it All right. So if, if that's true, if that's true, and I'll grant you that. that I mean, oh, okay. Ahead, I Brian. can't tell. If, I can't. What should happen to the people who who, who committed the crime? They should be thrown the claim as in trouble as is humanly for the crime. Yeah, it's again. I think I think we have to draw a line between the people who support the president, who were at that rally, who were cheering during the speeches, and the ones who committed the violence. The ones who, you know, uh, it's hard. It's hard to say. Oh, we're the law and order party. I'm the law and order. And then you watch people who are carrying your flag drag a policeman down the stairs and beat him. It's hard to watch the video of people who proclaim to blue, blue. Yeah, same thing applies to the Black Lives Matter movement and who peacefully. Well, the Black Lives Matter movement they don't they don't say they they don't build their whole case on Blue Lives Matter and support law enforcement. 
You know, to pe- there were people carrying Blue Lives Matter flags while policemen, one policeman was being murdered and other ones were being sprayed with chemicals and uh, sque- squeezed between a door and dragged down the Capitol steps and beaten with the American flag. You know, we, so that's where we have to draw the line. Those are not, also, those are not your run of the mill. Of, hold on. There, hold on, Newton. Hold on. Hold on, Newton. There were a lot of minority businesses that were attacked in the Black Lives Matter rioting. A lot, a lot of minority owners came to the forefront and said, I'm for this community. I'm, I'm one of the individuals. Right. Why was my business torched? Why was everything I own? I'm a black guy who lives in this neighborhood. Why'd they take down my business? It's the same exact concept. Black Lives Matter. No, it's not, not the same exact concept at all. guy in his business. We- they destroyed they destroyed we, his business they, they, we cannot equate died. property loss black, we can't equate property loss with lives there, there's a huge die there, there's a business, we can't there's a business the, owner that died trying to we can't keep doing the what what business. about he was killed what about what about what about but brian to craig craig to your point craig uh brian there were people on the fringes of the protests over the summer who were violent and yes, who, I'm not. Ex- and, I'm not. And, I'm not and, an apologist I, for and that. I don't, and I don't think that you know, uh, as you know, as you said, seventy million people voted for Trump. There weren't seventy million people at the Capitol. Uh, one would hope, uh, generously, that this was the minority, right? Um, I don't think Craig or I are trying to equate what happened to the Black Lives Matter protests. What we're trying to do is saying that some people felt very strongly uh, about certain things on both. Like there are a lot of, there are a lot of parallels in both cases. People felt very strongly about their causes. Correct. In both cases, there were some people who were willing to commit violence against people. Correct. In some cases, in, in both cases, a lot of people wanted to commit property damage, right? Uh, Correct. In a targeted way. Right. So I, I think there are enough parallels for us to be able to take step back and say everything that happened in the Capitol is wrong. Everyone is on the same page about that. We are all totally there, right? Right. It is not like Black Lives Matter because we all know that systemic racism, all this stuff is documented and science says this is a real thing, right? Science does not say the election was stolen, but people's beliefs, like, like beliefs, I'm not talking about like thoughts or ideas, but like their core beliefs, when they are so strong that they say something, uh, you know, if 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 you turn on the news and CNN, MSNBC, all these other outlets told you every day, they said uh, Donald Trump wins the election by one million votes. Uh, Mitch McConnell clearly stuffed the ballot boxes. Uh, you can obviously tell this was a total scam, blah, blah, blah. And people started protesting. I think that even if it wasn't true, you have been led to believe that. The news has led you to believe that. And now you've been inundated and you're going to have some some level of sympathy for the people protesting. So all I'm saying is all I'm saying is that there should be some not sympathy for the people that committed violence, but there needs to be a critical examination of the culture that we've created that has allowed blatant misinformation to just happen. And I think that our guns are the barrel of our guns right now. Shouldn't be turned at the protesters because they did their thing. They're all going to get in trouble. They've been condemned by everybody. They're going to get arrested. We don't need to do that. We should be turning the barrel of our guns towards Facebook and Twitter 
and uh, and certain news networks and certain senators and people that are presenting so much misinformation in a way to foster a culture of misinformation that has allowed things like this to happen. And that's all I'm saying. It's a very nuanced point. No, it's I, no, I your point, your with, point absolutely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 99% what you're saying. But I, yeah. I like, and it's, it's even more so because. Oh, you're cutting Sorry. out. Now I'm on a delay because I'm so with you guys. Um, um, still cutting out? A little bit. Give it a shot. See what you Give it a do. shot. Okay. Um, I think that it's also the division within our state. I think that everything makes sense, Cody, as far as turning the 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 Microsoft to social media, how to the fringes. But I think our society is so dead. We're so willing to, to scream and yell and fight. That a lot of these individuals, probably everyone in life think they're probably everyone around them, and and attacks their, their went to where they had social media, and they did terrible things. I think our society needs to examine the way in which each other too, which is the whole kumbaya, where we can all talk together, speak. I think I'm cutting out again. I just I just uh, popped a message in the chat to Craig so we can type things out to talk a little more clearly. Um, and just to cap what I was going to say before you respond, Brian, um, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't I, like. I think any show you turn on right now is going to be condemning the rioters, saying this was garbage, like blah blah blah, all this stuff. Well, like I, th I think it's just a it's just a it's just a work in point. And I want to just bring a little bit of nuance and just say like, you know what? Yeah, what they did is awful. They were wrong. Uh, it was really bad. But we got to like take a step back real fast and because the thing is right no they're not the only ones they're not the only ones who are who are responsible for this they yeah. are they they need to be they will be punished the fbi is going to find these people right. they will they will pay the price but you're right now we have to turn our attention to are there people in congress who are complicit in this are there is the president complicit in this which by the impeachment the the house says yes he was uh he was responsible so and then you then you move on. Okay, are these news networks on both sides responsible? But but more the ones that were spreading obvious disinformation. Sure. Uh, so yeah, all your point makes your points are well taken. They they make perfect sense. I'm just saying that we can't equate the two only because of where this happened and mm -hmm. the intent was to overthrow the government. And that is, that's a serious thing. And it can't be just brushed under the table. And yes, we have to look at why this country is in the shape it's in. And a lot of that comes from uh, people who placated the president's lies and the people that spread those lies and continue, continue to spread those lies and why a huge portion of uh, the country was willing to believe those lies, what anger and, and all of that. But you know what? That's right now, today, and this week is not the time for that. This is a time for a reckoning. And then it's a reckoning for the, the, the insurrectionists who stormed the Capitol and did all that damage, which we don't even know all of that. It's a time for reckoning for Congress people and senators who let this happen and emboldened the president to keep and kept spreading his lies. It's time for a reckoning for social media and the mainstream media for keeping this going. But 
that in the in the immediate thing, if your when your son gets older and he does something egregious, the immediate response is you have to have an immediate response. Then you can sit him down and discuss feelings and why this happened and everything else that leads up to it. But if there's not an adequate response in the short term, behavior repeats itself. And so that's what I, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that we need to get we need to get an immediate response. And then everything you said about looking at the big picture is absolutely correct, but in the short term that's not the answer. I had to go off camera for a second for a family you know, moment. You're uh, just yeah, making faces at me and giving me the jerky jerky motion? No, you're right. The, I guess I'm I'm just I'm pessimistic that that follow-up section will never happen. Like, will ever happen. You know what I mean? No, like, and, and listen, I'm pessimistic that there's going to be accountability. So, and, you know. Right, the other thing is, like, there there is a, uh, there is a universal uh, I think none of us think the government really works for us, right? No. Like, I mean, there's probably some centrists that do, but, like, as a more progressive person like me, uh, like I, you know, I pay for insulin. Okay. Uh, we got a $24,000 medical bill for delivering our baby that I had to go through several channels for about a month to get resolved. Right. You better be like, working that off. We're a very bad country at a lot of things and our government really doesn't work for us. And that's something that, you know, what I'm concerned about and the reason I'm, I'm giving these weird nuanced points and again, not equating the black. Thank you the Black Lives Matter stuff with the, um, I'm not equating the Black Lives Matter stuff, but you said, you said, you know, we shouldn't equate the Black Lives Matter stuff with the Congress stuff. I'm not equating. Again, I was just drawing a couple of parallels to know. And your parallels were, your parallels were, were apt and well thought out and accurate. I want to reiterate 24 times, 27 times, 20, 29 times, right? Let's do that. Okay. Uh, just so many times that, uh, that that's not the, the one I'm trying to say is the thing is like our government sucks, right? Like in a lot of ways to a lot of people. So it's like, I'm kind of worried that like, you know, now all of a sudden, uh, a bunch of people on the left or liberals or Democrats or however you want to label it, like a lot of people or, or centrist, whatever the well, hell, a lot of people I'm concerned are just going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe these these far right people. I can't believe they would protest against our beautiful government. Like, oh, my God, the U.S. government. See, is the no, no, no. Government. See, I, there's there's the flaw in your argument right there. There's a difference between protesting against the government, which I am 100 percent for. There is a difference between protesting the government and an attempted takeover with, we can only assume, and that's a bad thing, an attempted takeover of the government. There's a difference between protesting it and trying to, to overturn it. That's not what I'm challenging. What I'm saying is I, I feel like, like some people are running further into the like government wing being like, how could they do this? Our government is so great and so good. And they're so wonderful at things. Well, no, they're not. They're really bad. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know anybody who thinks that way. I think that the way people are talking, if you hop on social media or you listen to the general way people are talking, it's like, I can't believe they did this. How could anyone possibly go over the top and have big protests with the government? And it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe because the baseline expectations for our government are like egregiously low, uh, and and like 
like th this this is inevitable brian like i wasn't surprised at what happened last week right like people are gonna start grabbing pitchforks and it just so happened that far-right extremists did it first but it's not an impossibility that people on either side are going to do it again right like our government we don't have a stable good well-respected government no one likes our politicians no one thinks our senators are doing a good job or serving the people no one is taken care of with health care or parental leave or uh basically anything education right like the pandemic has been a total nightmare we're one of the worst countries on the planet if not the worst to handle it like these are all frustrations that all of us hold. And for Correct. people to point and say like, oh, far-right extremists went too far. It's like, well, a lot of people are going to start going too far if we don't I, start reforming. No, come on. We can't, we can't say, well, all your points about what's wrong with this country are valid. We can't erect gallows. We can't go in and try to, uh, you know, threaten to kill the vice president. There's, there's other ways to do this, you know? But right now, right now we've gotten so divided and so angry that there's absolutely no room. And this is, I'm sorry, there's a lot of ways for us to re to address problems in the government, the election elections, uh, lobbying protests, but this was above and beyond that. And that this can't stand because let's say, all right, four years, let's say, uh, a Republican wins. And then the Democrats pull the same shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, then uh, the far left storms the Capitol again. Are we just going to, th this behavior cannot be allowed to repeat itself. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how mad I am at you. I can't punch you in the face. I can't. You have. Right. I, sh you know, but you didn't press charges and I, that was yeah. a long time ago. So Pachang well, statute of limitation doesn't have an HR department. So you were right. fine. Right. So that that's my point. All the social injustices, all everything that's wrong with the government. I agree with mm -hmm. it's, you know, there should be term limits. These people shouldn't be. If, if you were, if you were one of the people who voted against this, especially people who know better, who did this out of, and everybody can see it was just pure, unadulterated ambition and politics and pandering. You didn't really believe that the election was stolen, but you did it so you could hopefully not have a primary opponent in a couple weeks. And that's on both sides. Let's mm -hmm. not kid ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the point is, all of that has to be remedied in a different way. You cannot, you cannot threaten to kill the vice president, the the uh, the speaker of the house, you you can't. Yeah, you can't I, threaten to you can't threaten to kill the president. You I, you, you I can't. agree with all that. Yeah. Uh, so this is so so we're more in agreement than I think you believe we oh, are. We're in violence agreement. We're in violence just, agreement about ninety. It's just there's certain points certain points that while you are trying to to nuance them and look at them in a big socioeconomic psychological picture. I'm just saying short term, spare the rod, spoil the child. Then you go and you figure out and you work on the, you work on the big problems. But right now, if you don't, if you don't hold accountable, not only the citizens who went in there, but everybody in the government who was in on it. And if you don't investigate why the national guard and why law enforcement and all of this, if you don't investigate all of this and get to the bottom of this, it's not going away. And the next four years are not going to get, there's going to be no improvement because if you've got an insurrectionist 
chunk of the populace that feels entitled and emboldened that they can keep doing this, it's going to happen. And then the democracy is done. As a uh, program producer. Yeah. As a radio producer. Yeah. I think all I'm saying, Brian, is who who isn't saying that right now? Who isn't you, saying that? No, like, do you think there are there are people that disagree yeah. with what you're like? I feel like what yes. you said is is pretty broadly. No, accepted. I th- I think if you listen to if you listen to most of the Republican Congress people on uh, on both whether it's whether they're on CNN and MSNBC or whether they're on Fox and, and OAN and Newsmax, they're all saying the same thing. Hey, listen, if we try to if we try to hold uh, anybody in Congress or the president accountable, things are just going to get worse. Let's just move on. We can't. No, we're, no, you don't just get to move on and you don't get to ignore the questions about what happened. You don't get to ignore the questions of why the Capitol building was left so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You, you, so, you just don't. So if you're I'm glad we came to this point, because if you're still tuned in, loyal listener, the 30 percent of you that stuck around once we started. Yeah, talking a lot of people politics, left uh, about politics. No, but I'm glad you stuck around because this is a moment of of understanding, because what I've realized now is that uh, Brian was taking this from an angle that I wasn't even aware existed. And I was taking it from a different angle. See, I didn't know that there were. Well, I'm okay. So I, I, I'm not. I don't totally have my head in the sand, right? I, I, know. I did know there are people out there like what you're talking about, Republican, uh, you know, um, uh, lawmakers or whatever they do, uh, and uh, and I just kind of like write them off as just like, well, that's what they're gonna do. They suck. Okay, great. We'll move on. <laughs> you sure. were like, no, I need to respond to that, and I need to to address that. Uh, I, I was, uh, I was not doing that, right? Like, I, I just kind of. I took for granted all the points that you said as being not only the predominant popular opinion, but just universal, right? Like I, I, everything you were saying, I was just like, well, everybody already knows that. So let me introduce some nuance. So, so the whole, this whole conversation, this is, this is great. This is actually really good. It's a good point of like, of like, Oh, now I get it. And this is what happens uh, when people are allowed to engage in, in political discussions that are more than two minute sound bites on CNN, uh, I think this is really cool, actually, that we re- realize this. And now that I understand better your position, I will uh, attenuate mine by by saying, uh, kind of reiterating that again. My my concern is that uh, the, the harder questions won't be asked. Um, I, I I think you had a really great defense of like, no, we shouldn't let this happen in four years. Um, but but I do think that that we've we are in a political climate where something like this is not only possible but probable from yes. either side uh, again you know what i mean like they've got more well, yeah, guard troops in washington dc right now than they have in iraq i read somewhere mm-hmm. like literally right now so yeah the the visuals of all the national guardsmen sleeping in the basement of the capitol which they haven't had they haven't had soldiers in the capitol since the civil war mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking for everybody i don't That's care up. you know i don't agree with uh I don't agree with the current administration and I, I, you know, so I don't agree with a lot of the people who support it, but that doesn't mean they're, they're bad people. Not yeah. everybody. That's why, that's why I took issue when you said, when you said, um, you know, the majority of the 70 some million that voted for the president probably were happy about this. People voted for him for a myriad of reasons. And you know, they're not, they're not all bad. Mm-hmm. But the ones who the ones who committed those atrocities are bad, right? And we yeah. can't write them off. And 
So I agree. Listen, I've, I've said this uh, a couple of times and we'll move on. I agree with most of your points. Yeah. And, and we did come at it from a different, a different thing. And I think yeah. the fact that, um, you know, we can have these discussions and I wish Craig had better technology. Cause I know people are going to think he dropped out because he, he just had bad. Oh, there he is. He's watching. There's, oh, there's Craig in the chat. He said, we all uh, think that Alex. Yes. Craig says we all think that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I am, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't think that, I don't think that anything is really going to change in the short term, except for people being punished. And I think, I think they need to be punished. But I also think, I, I think that people in leadership and in the media need to, need to be held accountable too. And that was your initial point. So again, we all kind of are, we're all in agreement on most of it. There's just little, little things here and there that, that we don't. And that's, that's okay. I that's guess. okay sometimes. No, this, this is good. Like I said, like I, I hope people stayed for the evolution of that discussion. Cause again, it's, it's like, we're both professional communicators, literally. Right. And like, it is so hard. Craig is too. Cause I, we know he's listening. Craig is a professional communicator. Oh God, dude, he's way more professional than I am. Craig is clean shaven, clean shaven, good looking professional communicator. Whether Craig is professional, you two are both at least two steps above me. Everything I, everything good I do is pre-recorded. Uh, everything <laughs> I do on this show is awful. Uh, so That's not true. Want, if you want to know good things I do, it's curiositydaily.com. Like I do a really good show for Discovery. Uh, everything I say on here is poorly communicated. At That's best. not true. You made Moderately. you made very good and cogent points. Uh, sometimes I, I did, actually, yeah, my wife heard me, uh, from the next room one time and she was like, I think you did a really good job articulating that. And I was like, really? Yeah. Cause I feel like, uh, everyone hates me now. Uh, not tonight. This was like months no, ago. No, tonight was, tonight was very good. I understand, but no. All right. So that's yeah, all uh, just, uh, just a, one last thing. Yes, uh, please. I, I, we are at a, we have, uh, we are, at, we have created a country where 70 million people voted for this dude a second time. And then a bunch mm -hmm. of his followers attacked the Capitol. Uh, so that's our country, right? This is America. Uh, and I, I just, I'm sick of, I'm like, this was a response to something unrelated to either of our points, but just in general, I'm so sick of seeing this, like, this is not America kind of thing. Oh, it's hundred percent America. I'm like, it's hundred percent America. Everything that has America. happened in the last like month is America. This, this is our country. This is yep. the country we live in. Tens of millions of people believe stuff that you may not believe, but like, that's, that's kind of weird. It's like, did I get way louder at all of a sudden? A little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just just a little. A little bit there. That's weird. No, we all uh, believe. There's. Did so. you see the guy yesterday, just to change the subject, who believed he had discovered the Arnold Palmer? He was trending on Twitter. He There was a what? picture. He posted a picture of a cup, and he said, half iced tea, half lemonade. Thank me later. And he was trending on Twitter because everybody was ripping into him going, that's an Arnold Palmer. They've been around for decades. It's a, It's a drink. The first drink I ever had, the first alcoholic drink I ever had, I was 18. Sorry. Uh, I was in college, freshman year, and I was uh, I was the president of my residence hall. We were a dry campus, so I, you know, we didn't drink. drink. But there was nice. one dude on my executive council, Andy, and I went to his room in the basement, and he said, I'm going to make a Tom Collins. <laughs> the first drop of alcohol I ever had was a Tom Collins really? in Andy's room in the basement of Harriet Hall at Drake University. And it was pretty good because it's a, it's a, it's not a strong drink, you know, iced tea, lemonade, and whiskey, vodka. What's in it? I'm looking it up. 
A uh, cocktail made from gin, lemon juice, sugar, and carbonated water. Gin. Um, although, you know, it was college, so who who knows? It could have been Skull Vodka. For could have been Everclear. But Everclear, you know, something like that. I did have Everclear on my, uh, the first, so that was the only, I only had one drink. I think it was second semester. I didn't even. Wow. I was, I was very straight. You're a good school. boy. You are very sheltered. I was a very good boy. So good uh, second semester, I had that that drink. And then like two months later, I, around my birthday, I at my like 19th birthday, I went to one party and there was a guy with a, a flask of Everclear. And I mm -hmm. had like two drinks, my like second and third drinks ever. And he hands me the flask of Everclear. He's like, take a little bit of this. And I had it and I had the natural reaction to Everclear. And he just, uh, Eric Neely, he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, you're not supposed cool. to, you're not supposed to drink Everclear straight. We used to make Everclear punch in the laundry hampers. We we had these wooden laundry hampers that stored under the sink, and we'd line them with a trash bag, and then you'd buy a bunch of uh, fruit punch or Kool Aid, you know, whatever was cheaper, and then you'd pour in the big bottle of Everclear. But nice. my that you were impressed. Second semester freshman year of college, my first my first non parent sanctioned drink because like at holidays they would give us little bits of wine sometimes like at Christmas, but my first non sanctioned drink was. Uh, my buddies and I stole three uh, old styles out of their basement refrigerator uh, the Monday after my eighth grade graduation party. Really? Uh, we, was it two or three? I think we took three. And then uh, one of the, so we each had, uh, we each had like a half. Maybe we only took two. I, I think we just grabbed two beers for the three of us. And the one guy uh, drank a whole beer because he'd had beer before. And then he he said he started doing somersaults because he's like, man, you drink a beer, you do some somersaults. That's going to get you really messed up. He said, you guys better not do it because my other buddy and I drank, you know, each had half an old style and he had had the whole old style. And uh, he thought the somersaults were going to get him more messed up, but we shouldn't do it because we couldn't handle it because he was an experienced drinker at 13 and we were just novices. Well, uh, when do you start drinking like beer, beer, like real beer? Oh, high school. I was drinking beer. <laughs> see, yeah, see, I would no, go I, to, I, and I'm not proud of this. It's, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It, it's, and I hate that saying Th this is my life. I can't go back and change it. What, what I did, I did. Uh, I used to get the eight packs of the little Miller killers, the little seven ounce Millers. Ooh. Um, they're like the little bullet bottles. And so you get an eight pack of those seven ounces and I'd put that away. Or um, there were a couple liquor stores where you knew you could get somebody to buy you beer or you could go it. Like I was always big and the worst, the, the, the dumb, I mean, I was dumb. Some of the places I went, I went to a place, I was at a party in Beverly, which was at the time, very nice, affluent, uh, very white area. It still is, isn't it? It's still nice and affluent. I, I think it's much more integrated now, which is Irish. nice. I thought it was very Irish. It was, it was very Irish. And uh, they told me that there was a liquor store uh, farther east that they would sell to me. So I went with a couple of guys, and I'm always always the biggest, so I had to go in. And it was the first time I went into a store that was all bulletproof glass. Everything was behind bulletproof glass. And I'm like, "There's, I should not be here, but I have to get the beer. And I got it, and the guy sold it to me. And there's no way. Come on, there's no way I look 21. Even even at uh, 17, 18, I didn't look 21. <laughs> but I did. I went into a couple, 
you know, nasty places because those were the places that would sell to you. And then one time I was with two of my friends and we went to a place near the house that we that always, always sold, which I think the word got out. So they were they were being staked out. So I come out, I come out with a giant box of beer. And I see this car sitting over there, and I'm like, oh man. So I open the trunk and I put the beer in the trunk and get in. And we hadn't, we hadn't had anything, but the minute I started the car, boom, on come the lights and these two undercover cops get out and the whole thing and they're open the trunk. Oh man. So I open the trunk. They look at my driver's license. I don't have a, I didn't have a fake ID, so they couldn't get me on that. And to their credit, they were like, all right, get out of here. They took the beer. So they were having a party back at the station. Nice. They took all the beer and they let us go, which was, uh, which was good. But yeah, I was, I wasn't a degenerate, but that was my, that was, that was my vice. That was how I broke the law. I was not a, you know, I was not a teetotaler. Now, when I was in high school, I had my friends over, like my parents would leave town my senior year. I would have like eight of my best friends over and we would have a Smash Brothers tournament and a chili dog eating contest with Mountain Dew. <laughs> and none of this, like it didn't even occur to anyone to have alcohol. It wasn't just like, oh, Cody's, oh, we'll go to Cody's and be lame. No, no beer. Like yeah. no one cared. Yeah. That's all Molly and her friends were the same way. Nice. They didn't, you know, they didn't drink none of that. Um, uh, so that was, you know, it was great. I'll tell but, you, yeah. when I was in college, it took me a while to get into beer. Uh, same with coffee, right? Like, so college, I only drank white chocolate mochas Ooh. at Starbucks. Probably why I have diabetes, to be honest. Probably. And, that, sounds, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Now And nowadays, to me, to my credit, I drink. I have drank black coffee for years. Black coffee. I don't do cream and sugar. Unless it's from McDonald's. McDonald's coffee, I love, but I don't like it black weirdly. So I'll, I'll always okay. get a little cream and sugar there. But no, Star- Starbucks, like when I brew it at home, black coffee, great. Uh, same with beer. Beer, these days, I'll drink. Dude, I'll drink. I'll drink anything. I, I don't really like IPAs, but I'm drinking a uh, barrel-aged Imperial Pajamas from our friends Ooh. at Beguile Brewing. We love them. Beguile is so good. Dude, oh, Beguile is so good. Hook em, dude, hit them up if you're in Chicago. Uh, I drink real beers now. I'll, I'll drink, um, you know, Kolsch's and all that stuff. But, uh, sophomore year for Halloween, I bought a, uh, I bought a bottle of peach tree schnapps Oh God! and I drank the entire bottle of peach tree. Oh, schnapps. No. I just walked from party to party oh. paper bagging an entire, like we're talking like a liter or whatever. Oh, of, yeah, I just like I started with a couple screwdrivers or whatever. This is before I had diabetes, of course. Oh. Started with these screwdrivers or whatever, and then eventually I was like, I'm drunk enough, I can just hit this. So I just, oh. I just that also probably gave me diabetes. Not yeah, boy, it's all, it's all tracing back. Oh. I, I was I drank beer through, but you know, back then drinking beer was like I said, Miller, uh, Coors was a big deal. Then, uh, you know, if you had Heineken, that was crazy. Then mm. college, it was whatever was cheapest. It was Lone Star or Bush. Uh, it was Lone 25. Star. Yeah. Lone Star is a right. Texas beer. Oh, man. I was in Southern Illinois. We were listening to country music. Everybody drank Lone Star. Never heard of it. It's uh, I, I can't remember if it's good or not. 
I know it was cheap, uh, and there was a lot of it. And, probably not. And down there it was nice because in college, it in Carbondale, the drinking age, because somebody asked, I think Marta asked what the drinking age was back then. It was 21. Uh, Roger said he was 19 mixing and serving drinks at the Pizza Hut just off Rush, Rush Street in the early 70s. Yeah, but that was, you know, during Prohibition, Roger, so you were working at a speakeasy. We know. Uh, Tom says he's uh, tuning in from upstate New York. Hello, Tom. But uh, in Carbondale, you could get into the bars at 18. You were supposed to not be able to drink unless you were 21. But, again, being a large human being, um, you know, I never really got carded. And most of the places were very lax because it was a college town. So as long as you were 18 and in the bar, you could probably drink. And it was all whatever cheap beer there was. And I'm trying to think... we didn't do shots or, or whiskey or anything really very often. I didn't, uh, I was just basically a beer guy. And again, it was whatever was cheaper. And then you get a keg and you know, the whole, the whole deal every once in a while it was tequila shots. And I still, I still have a, uh, I still have a pretty good tolerance for tequila. Nice. I can still, I can't really do shots of anything else, but I can still, not that I have in a long, long time, but the, uh, uh, the first like month I worked at WGN Radio went to a Cubs game because I was Spike O'Dell's intern. And of course, my boss at the time was Jim Weiser. Yes. Spike's Jimmy Budweiser. Yeah. What's that? Jimmy Budweiser, as he used to be known when he was working with Brandmeyer. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Oh, really? No. He's a, he's a celebrity. He was a huge celebrity in this town. Jim was or? Jim. No, I mean, yeah, Brandmeier. no, I know, no. Brandmeier was crazy, but yeah, Jim, uh, Jim was a huge celebrity. I have, I, I, I had a LinkedIn chat with him like a few years ago, but I never met up with him, but I haven't seen Jim in years, but he, he was, God, he was the best boss ever. He's the reason I got on your show. Yeah. He's the reason we know each other because, because, right. uh, you had, they were trying out new interns to be your producer and you're like, Oh, there's all these people that don't know what they're doing. And Jim put in a good word for me. Right. Yep. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, no. Wiser said you were a good guy and you uh, you were hardworking and knew your stuff. I don't know what you paid him for that uh, evaluation, right. but you know, I believed him. Right. Back to people believing lies. Right, uh, sure. So he's yeah. lied before. Sure, and I believe. You know, I loved Jim. I loved working with him. So, uh, first like month or maybe second month, probably internship. Um, WGN Radio has a Cubs box because at the time we broadcast the Cubs. So. Went to the Cubs game. Jim's there, all that stuff. He's like, oh, I want to take out all the interns to go drinking. He went out on Clark Street with us. And I mean, he was he was a you know, he was a father. He was in his sure. 40s or 50s or something. And, and I'm like a 22-year-old. He obliterated us. He was like, Oh, let's do some shots. We all like pound a shot. He's like, let's do some more shots. We all like pound some more shots. I mean, the dude is like, he's a tank. He oh he yeah. Just, you I've drink. I've been out I've been out with Jim. Uh, it, yeah, we're guys. We're, listen, we're, this is not the first time we've been in bars. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you know, we've we've done this before. That's why, like when I'm at uh, Mardi Gras with Molly's friends, or uh, we better and there, you know, th- there's very few times anymore that I cut completely loose. You know, and I go, I become Frank the Tank from old school, uh, <laughs> with, with keeping my pants on, but but. There, I can still do it. And it it's amazing to, you know, because they look at me and they go, who's this old man? And then the old man is just bang, 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 bang. 
So wait a second. So you're saying, cause I was wondering about this. So that's, that's kind of normal, right? Like that the kids are the lightweights. Yeah. It's, I mean, just cause they're, they're new at it. I mean, it's, and I don't want, listen, I don't want Molly ever to compete with me on that. That's no. And she, she, she really doesn't drink that much hardly. Like we would have some cocktails while she was home and Hey, you want something? No, no. Okay. So, you know, she doesn't drink wine. She doesn't drink beer. Um, occasionally I think that she was very embarrassed at her graduation and she had no reason to be embarrassed, but, uh, she, myself, and Chris, uh, CB, one of the insatiable insomniacs, mm -hmm. he was down there for a graduation, and we went into the French Quarter after everybody else turned in. And she pounded Jack and Cokes like they were water, and she had been on a desert island. And she was so wrecked. And then she wanted us to go to this, what could only be described as a shack in the middle of town, uh, snake and Jake's is the name of this bar. And it is to call it a dive is an insult to other dives. This place, I loved it, but it was, it's crazy. There's no lights. It's right in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Everything is falling in. It, it, it's, it's gross, but it, it's my kind of place. I so it. I go in there and I'm sitting at the corner of the bar and I'm still drinking and Molly is wrecked, just wrecked. <laughs> She can't drink anymore. She's talking crazy. She's, you know, her friends are coming. She's introducing me to her friends and they're like, Oh, Mr. Noonan, just so you know, she doesn't, she doesn't do this. And I'm like, okay, that's good. I said, you know, I'm here. Everything's, everything's cool. And so they're like, and, and she's going to kill me for telling this story. I may have told it before. So the, I'm, Finally, I'm like, I got to go to bed. I have to be up early tomorrow. There's stuff going on. Chris is Chris doesn't drink, so he was he was just along to observe all this craziness. Um, Why was CB there? Because he's known Molly since she was born. I mean, he's been he's been a friend of the family forever. And she asked him if he would come to her graduation, and he was like, Yeah, I've never been to New Orleans. I'd I'd love to go. Nice. So he came down. Uh, we we're like, All right, Molly, we're gonna go. Do you want us to take you home? And her friend. One one girl was her roommate and, the, and another friend, and they're like, "No, we'll we'll get her home." I'm like, "Are you sure you're going to get her home?" Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and we were only about four blocks from her house. I was like, "Are you going to get her home?" Yes, yes, we'll get her home. Okay, and her, and her friends were not in her state of uh, being. You know, <laughs> her friends were a little more coherent. So, Chris and I leave, and we're standing out on the street trying to get an Uber. And we're having no luck getting the Uber. We're getting front. You know, you can imagine my, uh, you know, how I'm feeling. All of a sudden they come out with Molly and she's, she's just out of her mind. She's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I thought you were, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to leave. Okay. And I said, and I said to her, her roommate and the other girl, I was like, so you're, you got her, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they did, they got her home. Everything was fine. Um, but yeah, so she doesn't, I don't think that was the reason. I just don't think she likes it. I don't, I don't think she cares about it, you know, which is nice. Yeah. It's, it's good. It was so she, like you in high school, she and her friends never, it was never a thing. Just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So much so that when she went her summer of 
her freshman year in college, she went on this uh, part of her, the cohort she was in went to Costa Rica and some, you know, for uh, the summer to uh, for school and for uh, stuff. She had her first drink there. She called us from Costa Rica. I just had a drink. She sent us a picture of this fancy, like crazy fruity, punchy drink that she had. She was like, oh. I was like, okay. All right. Are you, are you home? Yeah, I'm home. I'm okay. Everything. I was like, good. Well, be careful. Enjoy yourself. You know, cause I'm not going to say don't drink. You're not right. 21. Cause down there, there's no drinking age. Um, and it's, it'd be, you know, I can tell her not to do other things or I can suggest not doing other things cause I haven't done them and I, I have strong feelings about them. I can't tell her not to drink. Right. You want to drink? Go ahead. You know, but it's, it's, this sounds horribly sexist. <laughs> Can't wait. I no, I was never in danger of being attacked. Mm. You know, I True. was in fights, but that's different. Well, you're six feet tall, right? Yeah, right. I'm six five. Big. I was. Uh, I've always been big. Uh, I can. I can make myself intimidating. That doesn't mean I'm a, a guy who loves loves that kind of stuff. But right, she's a she's a small, smaller young woman. Right, and so you just have to be and. You know, people weren't roofing people back when I was in college. You know, there was a a lot of stuff that didn't exist. No, I mean, I, I've I've had you know, I've I've told people about like, oh, I, you know, this area of this country I've visited or whatever. You know, like, well, I felt safe. Well, I'm like a six foot six four dude, right? Right? Like, I I get that the, the, we there's a different standard for yes that right. Yeah. So uh, that's hard to think about. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I'm clearly a, a ways away from the drug talk with my four month old oh, yeah. son. Uh, so that's kind of nice. Um, this is going to make you very excited. It, is that the science is out on uh, like like developmental effects of 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 weed, right? Like mm -hmm. marijuana. Uh, that's the only thing that really freaks me out. I mean, I guess alcohol too, but I don't know. A zillion people have drank underage and. Turn yeah. so it's, like, it's 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 moderation it's if it's a habit and it becomes a problem that's something if there's dangerous behavior associated with it that's a problem yeah um you know it's a conversation that you have marta said they let everybody in the bars at carbondale and charleston which is eastern illinois Ooh. uh university and uh saying molly was probably more on a sugar high than uh, that drunk mm, no i saw the amount of jack and coke she put down i think the jack daniels uh <laughs> Jack Daniels was weighing pretty heavily on this. Uh, is it is the law in Wisconsin still that a minor is allowed to drink with a parent or guardian? Yes, a, a minor can go into a bar as long as their parents are with them in Wisconsin. That's uh, that's fun. So all right, since all right, since we were talking about things, you know, I I said I'm going to be incredibly sexist when I and and I don't think that was an incredibly sexist statement at all to say I didn't have to worry about being attacked and I worry yeah. that Molly does or any young woman does. This is something I didn't understand. And I'm wondering, I don't even know if you saw this, Cody. So thanks. Did you did you hear any of the uproar about the Vogue cover with Vice President-elect Harris? Mm -mm. Okay. So uh Vice President-elect Harris did a um I'm gonna see if I can get the pictures. I really um, hate her. Can we just put that out there right away? Do you really? I, I really hate her like Why? so much. Oh, just everything about her. The way she, like, every time she opens her mouth, I want to, like, punch something. Like, I hate her. So let's just, we'll just start off with that. Sorry. Wow. I don't, 
that seems I don't know why that is. I kind of I like her. I kind of I kind of like her. You know, I think uh, there's a, a vibe she gives off. You know, she's a politician uh, and all that, but I think there's a vibe she gives off that I kind of like. I think it's uh, I think it's a good direction for the country to be going. Wine, wine mom. She's a wine mom. A wine mom. She's like a she's like a like a mommy blogger that like goes to a wine. All right, now I got to give some background to this. Yeah. When I worked at the Kenmore Live Studio, where the camera's always on you, it was a. I had this job at this like cooking show, studio, right? And they would have these events, and they had a mommy blogger event, and they invited fifty mommy bloggers into the studio to drink wine and have free food from a really nice restaurant. Now, okay. there are like 700,000 mom blogs in the country. It's a huge thing. There is right. a significant chance at least one person watching this stream right now is a mom who blogs about being a mom. Good for right. you. That's great. Many great mom blogs. Sure. Let The more the merrier. This particular event was hosted in River North with the most vapid soulless women I've ever been around in my life. They were all, they were all Karens in the worst, like most derogatory way you can think. Like, okay. excuse me. Like it's been four seconds and I don't have another refill of the portabella mushrooms that are walking around. I really don't like this event. Like that kind of person. I was, uh, my job at the time was actually, I was in an improv group that worked for the Kenmore studio and we had a whole sketch comedy routine planned out. We, uh, some dude walks over to us and he's like, give us the rundown of the sketch comedy. You can do <laughs> We're wow. like, okay, here's the three sketches. He's like, well, you can't do that second one. The second one was really funny. I don't remember at all what it was, uh, but it was something, I don't remember what it was. So we right. had to cut it because he was just like, oh, I don't think that's funny. And we're like, well, it's funny if you see it. You, you can't just like. <laughs> yeah, on like, paper, it doesn't work. Like it's a sketch, right? Like there's acting involved, right? So anyway, we we described it. And we're like, no, no, you got to like kind of see it. It's, it's good. And he was having no part of it. All right, great. So whatever. So we had to cut it. It was it was it was a horrific. So how does this tie into Kamala Harris? No, what I'm saying is it like it is it is it 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 it, it, it again. And 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 Karen in the chat just said, hey, now again. Millions oh, she was she was hay nowing. She was hay nowing Marta's joke, uh, the MAGA zine cover. <laughs> so that's no, she, Karen's hay now was for Marta's for Marta's zinger. Uh, yes. Okay. All right, well, Good night, Janice. Thanks for coming. But anyway, I, I I have this. I I have a generally negative association with some very bougie mom bloggers. Understanding again that there are like hundreds of thousands of you. You know, many of you are great. But we just happen to invite like 200 of the worst human beings ever. So you a, equate Kamala Harris with these mom bloggers? Kamala ba Harris opens her mouth. She sounds like a wino. Like she sounds like a vapid woman at like a party that's like, <laughs> I bought the Gucci couch for $3,000. <laughs> I got it on sale. <laughs> like that's, that's wow. what she embodies to me. Uh, and I hate everything about it with the, every fiber of my being. Uh, you know, in terms of like uh, everything else, it's whatever. But like just when she it's 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 only when she opens her mouth 
and says anything that I want her to just end <laughs> her right. talking, right? I don't think, yeah, wow. I think that's fair. Anyway, that's where I'm sure. at. So I just need to give that preface of that okay. bias. So here I'm going to share the pictures. Uh, there. Ah! There's the two the two pictures uh, that were taken for Vogue. What is the matter, Cody? You're you're having a little spaz attack. Ah! What's ah! Ah! Wow, that that's a reaction I didn't expect. Ah! Why is it? Ah! What is going on? Are you dead? What happened? I'm dead. I'm dead. There it is again. Oh, Take another look. Oh my god, I hate it. I hate Take it another so look. Uh, pantsuit. Uh. Oh, Karen is saying that the hey now was because not all Karens are Karens. That is correct, Karen. Cody misrepresented the Karens. All the Karens. Why? What, what, what do you hate? You hate the. What do you hate? What's the matter with these pictures, Cody? Why is such a visceral reaction to these? Two I didn't pictures? actually look at them. What are they? I know. Uh, All right. So there's two different there's two different Vogue covers. Yeah, Maureen saying don't wake the baby. And there's one where uh Kamala Harris is wearing like a powder blue power suit, pant, you know, a, a ladies pants suit. I don't know. I'm sure that's going to get me in trouble cuz I call it a ladies pants suit, but that's what it is. It's a suit. Uh, powder blue, and it's from like the bottom of the jacket up, and she's in front of a gold, some gold curtain. Then the other one, she's in front of uh, green and pink curtains, and she's standing in a much more casual outfit. It's pants, it looks like jeans, and some sort of uh, leather jacket, a t same t-shirt it looks like from both pictures, and then she's got some Chuck Taylors on, and she's in front of green and pink Curtains, which I've learned are the colors of her college sorority. So I look at both those pictures and I'm like, oh, those are very flattering pictures of the future vice president. What do I know? You know, I'm looking at them. Well, Vogue chose to pick the more casual one for the cover. And I guess the internet went crazy, as the interneters want to do, because they were saying it was disrespectful. It was not, uh, it didn't honor the first. Uh, female vice president, the first vice president of uh, color, all of this. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, okay, it is more casual, but it still, to me, is a flattering picture of her. The other one is a little more formal for politics, but I don't know. And then the her campaign said, well, we didn't agree to that picture on the cover, and it became a whole thing. But you've, you've seen them. Be honest, without without your, you know... I know you had a, a visceral reaction. You went a little mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. But looking at those two pictures, can you understand what the uproar is about? Because I really can't. And I don't mean this. I'm, this is not a hot take or me trying to incite controversy. I'm looking at both those pictures, and I don't know. Is the one just too casual? Is that the problem? I only like women in ball gowns. I have always said this. I don't think women should ever wear anything but ball gowns, and men wow. should never wear anything but tuxedos. That's that. Well, yeah, but you're not. You're wearing some video game T-shirt. I am, but that I'm wearing a bow tie in my butt. Wow, mm -hmm. that is unfortunate. Yeah, that is. I said in, not on. I, I just want to be really both, clear about no, that. No, I, I, I heard you. Accurately. Sure. I, I understood what you said. I didn't yeah. enjoy either one of them. Yeah. It's made of silicone. The the bow tie? 
<laughs> yeah, we dude, let's go. Wow. Yeah. All right. So what do you think? Now, Sandy says she likes both pictures. What What is the controversy exactly again? The controversy is, and I'll put the picture up again. The controversy is that Vogue picked the picture of the more casual picture with the future vice president in her Chuck Taylors rather than the one in front of the gold curtain um, in the uh, pale blue powder suit. Uh, I think anyone suit. that wears Chuck Taylors with formal wear is an idiot. Well, it's it not formal be. wear. No, no, no. The, the, the one she's in, it's not formal wear. It's jeans and like a leather jacket. That's fine. My friend Blake had a wedding and I, uh, so my friend Blake, he didn't have a big wedding party, but he wanted to involve his friends. So they didn't do bridesmaids and groomsmen, but he was like, I want them to have something to do with it. So ice bag, John officiated, God forbid. Uh, and you know him. And I then, do. uh, one of, you know, my other friends are ushers or they would, uh, my friend Logan was in charge of the toast. So I was to MC the wedding, uh, reception. <laughs> Now, the thing is, I wasn't really, I wasn't like the DJ, right? They hired a right. DJ and the DJ uh, was some, I don't even know, Wicker Park hipster who oh. was wearing like a, like a, like a kind of a sway, like it was shiny, like a shiny, like a shark suit. skin suit, a what kind of, what kind shark of? skin, a shark skin, like a, a shark skin, like suit, but with a t-shirt under it, not a dress shirt. Yeah, like a T-shirt, a shark skin scoot, and then no socks. Of course not. No socks and Chuck Taylors. Uh, and he, like, I was supposed to introduce the wedding couple, and I was supposed to introduce like the first dance. I had like two roles, right? Okay. Like literally, it was like hand Cody the microphone twice. Cody the, like this was you know uh, twenty aught like mid tens, right? So I had been working at WGN for a while. Right. It's like. Yeah, Cody, the you know professional broadcaster who like has emceed live events before, he's gonna say like two things. So DJ, wearing your dumb outfit that looks stupid, you need to hand him the mic like twice to do things. This DJ was so furious that he had to give up the mic right to on. the bride and groom's like best friend. I lived with the groom for three years in Chicago, for God's sake. Uh, he was, it was like the end of his life. Like it, was, <laughs> it was like, I was an affront to everything he stood for. So like, I'd walk up and I'd be like, Hey, I think I'm supposed to introduce the married couple now who are like two of my best friends who I'm still best friends with and talk to literally every day on text message threads. And he's like, he just like kind of hands me the mic and looks away. Anyway, he's wearing these stupid tennis shoes, these Stupid ass like sketchers or whatever they are, Chuck Taylors, who cares? Uh, with no socks, with his like fancy suit, some Wicker Park hipster douche. I hated him so much. Worst DJ I've ever, ever been near at a wedding. He didn't take a single request. I hated this guy. So, with that said, uh, I think that Vogue is an insurrectionist incel publication. Wow of uh you could just say i'd rather we not talk about this <laughs> i mean i have no financial interest in vogue i don't my mom used to get vogue my mom used to subscribe to vogue so who, and vogue back in the day every once in a while would have some really um you know provocative fashion photos some nudity every mm -hmm. once in a while and my buddies would come to the house and they'd be like hey uh, uh where's that vogue magazine and <laughs> 
they would all want to look through the Vogue to see if there was, you know, if you could see a wayward nipple or something. They were very excited to look at Vogue. So that's my only tie to Vogue. But it's been around forever. I'm looking at it, and I, I got to be honest. I like I like the more casual one. She's smiling in both. She looks very nice in both. I like the one with the Chuck Taylors. It makes her seem uh, human. We all know the vice president-elect's accomplishments. We all know she is a serious woman uh, with credentials. We all watched her debate. We all uh, were in awe of the fact that, uh, you know, after the heated disagreement she had with President-elect Biden that she was his pick. But uh, I don't see I don't see what's wrong with the with the other picture. I just don't get it. My understanding, and I just texted my I just texted Icebag John about this because he actually he actually uh, he actually has real thoughts about this that he shared with me, but I don't remember. But my understanding is she got her entire political career because she slept with somebody. Uh, my understanding is she like slept with the governor of California or something or senator or who knows. I don't know. Anyway, there was sex involved, and that's the only reason she has any political success. So uh, that leads to a pretty profound lack of respect. Now, I don't have those links handy. Uh, I don't have all the information handy, but what I've read in the past is not not a real not a real uh, big fan of hers. The other thing is right. I'm very concerned about the Biden administration uh, touting demographics of its appointees with no critical media examination of their records. Like, for example, there was one uh, appointee, I don't remember what position, and it was like, oh, it's like the first like Cuban, it's like a Hispanic person in this position for the first time. Yay, Hispanic. Okay, that's cool. But it's like uh, like a Cuban, it's somebody whose like parents were from Cuba and like failed under Castro. So he's like super anti-socialist. So basically the idea is that he's going to be super anti any like relatively socialist policies. But it's like rather than examine that, and be like, oh, this person isn't really progressive. This person's not going to want things like universal care for people uh, because he hates Cuba and like has a very bad predetermined agenda. Instead, the headline with the mainstream media is, oh, look, a Hispanic person. Woohoo! We can just celebrate that, right? It's so, like the same with this White House press corps, right? Like it's like, oh, it's all women. It's the first all-female press right. corps, and it's like, let's like. No media outlet is examining the actual credentials of any of these. Well, people. no, there, there, there has been. I've seen some critical pieces of some Good. of the appointees. Good. Uh, Good. Based on, you know, I think I, I understand. I get your point. Yeah. You know, if we're if we're focusing on, hey, it's you know, this person's a woman, or this person's Hispanic, or this person's African American, or and we're not paying attention, that that's garbage. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's room to celebrate that diversity. Mm -hmm. Or qualified for qual now, I I do believe she is qualified to be be vice president, Kamala Harris. I I think as as far as vice presidents go, she's got you know she has got the, the you know the heat. She was a senator. She was a district attorney. She's risen. She's done stuff. She's slept you know, with the right people. That I'm not going to agree with at all. Okay. But you know, uh, so it, it's the vice president. But yeah, if if the people aren't qualified, it doesn't matter what they are, you know. So you're right. You gotta you gotta look at their things. But I have seen I have seen questions about uh, Secretary of Defense and Secretary of State, and and uh, you know. So I've seen I I have seen those pieces. But let's be honest, the news has been kind of uh, you know, 
for all the shit that's going on, all the stuff that's going on politically, we're still in the middle of a horrible pandemic. We are so, in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Even, so that's John Kerry. Like people are like, oh, a czar of environmentalism. That's really great. But like two years ago, you can there's audio of this. Kerry uh, literally said, I don't think we're ever going to transition away from fossil fuels. Or he said something along the lines of, uh, we're not going to transition away from fossil fuels anytime soon. It's not realistic. So like, right. you know, the headline is like climate czar, first ever climate czar. That's really cool. Right. And then it's like, well, he actually like pretty much works with a think tank that's like largely funded by oil and gas companies. He's literally said we're not going to transition from fossil fuels. So well, like, and that's, you know, that's, that is troubling if that's, uh, I don't, I didn't see that. So I'm not saying it's true or not, but I would, I would then during his confirmation hearings, that's the kind of stuff that will come up. And I, I think that people can change their position over a number of years. Uh, that doesn't mean everything they've said in the past should be forgotten, mm -hmm. but if somebody has changed their position, you, you know. You try, but yeah, these are the kind of things that have to come up in the confirmation hearings. You, nobody's getting just a rubber stamp, I hope, yeah. uh, as they shouldn't. But I, you know, they probably will. And, and like Brian, where I'm coming from is like, so my favorite podcast is a show called Citations Needed. Uh, it's a media criticism podcast uh, hosted by these two academics. They basically look at the media and they're like, well, this is what the media is saying. And here's what the subtext means. Um, and they're very critical of a lot of things that people say. And this kind of goes back to my conversation earlier, right? Like, uh, like what I just told you about, like, people should maybe critically examine the Biden appointees instead of being like, yay, women, yay, Hispanics, yay, black people. Like, yes, diversity is good, but also context matters and who the person is. Of is course. So important. And uh, my worry with some of the, uh, the proceedings against the people that rioted against the Capitol is it's like, well, let's just punish these people and then everything's fixed. Well, no, there's still some problems to be examined. Right. And my concern is that we as a nation, we as a media, uh, no one will examine them, right? Like, we'll just be like, well, we we wiped our hands of those rioters at the Capitol. No, I, I, fine. no we talked about that, but you're right. Marta right. has a good question for you, and mm -hmm. I'm just reading the comment, but you made the statement, so you have to you have to either defend it or not. Cody, would you ever say that about a male individual sleeping with the right people? I would. I would. Uh, if they, I mean, do you, if, do you have proof that she slept with people to get where she is? Or is that I just an offhand trolley comment? For the links, he's literally sending links before. And I, it's been a, it's been a while, but like literally my, like, okay. Yeah. If like, like Hillary Clinton's entire political career is because of Bill Clinton, right? Like she didn't run for anything until after her husband had been president, right? Right. She went, well, yeah, it's that and, and, and what she did while right. And while she what she did while she was first lady. Right. Yeah, you can't divorce her political career from her husband's, right? Right. And I'm not I'm not like that doesn't mean she wouldn't have been successful otherwise, but clearly being married to the president. But he wasn't he wasn't even governor when they got married. But, but, right. But when she started doing political stuff was after he was the president of the United States, right? So, Marta, to, to your point, uh, yes, I would say that about a man sleeping with the right person. If he slept with a person in power, in political power, that was a woman or man, I don't care if they're straight or gay, 
And, and, and Marta also saying the problem is we care about women and it's so rarely about men. Well, it's the chicken and the egg, right? Like you hear it rarely about men because more men are in political power, right? Like more senators and more people in the house are men. And then necessarily, if someone sleeps with a person in power, the probability that they're sleeping with a man and the probability that they are a woman sleeping with a man is higher. Right. It's just but the way you're, the way you're phrasing it. Sleeping but, with does not sleeping with has connotations. Hillary Clinton was married to Bill Clinton for a long time before he became president. Now, did her profile increase because her husband was the president? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did she do did she do work as first lady that she probably couldn't have done? Yeah. Without. Yes. But was she sleeping with Bill Clinton? No, she'd been married to him for a long time. I, I, so, and again, I, I'm not, again, I wasn't saying that, I, I, I was not applying that to Hillary. But if there was a dude out there who slept with a senator, right, who's a, who's a female, and then had a political career, I would be like, that person was sleeping with the right person. Vince again, McMahon. sleeping with, does that mean they, you know, they banged once? Again, I'm waiting for sources on this. But here's the thing, if Vince McMahon CEO of the WWE, his wife, Linda McMahon, was appointed secretary of something, labor? Right. Right? Under yeah, I can't Trump. remember, but yeah, she was something. No, she literally got a cabinet position under Trump, right? If Vince got a position under a new Trump administration or under a Republican administration, I would say Vince McMahon was sleeping with the right person. I would say that because Linda was the politician with the political power. I would, I would, I would say that. I would say Vince McMahon is sleeping with the right person because Linda McMahon is the one who ran for Senate. She went for Congress or Senate or something like that. She got a cabinet position. Linda McMahon has political power. She has had a significant political position, right? And in, right. That, in that circumstance, yes, Marta, I would say he was sleeping with the right person. The thing is, in context, right now, we live in a society where it's more likely that someone is going to sleep with a man that is in a position of power than a woman. Uh, and that could change. Maybe in 10 years, it'll be all women in our Senate, and that'd be great. And yeah, then maybe, maybe the guys... Will be maybe the AOC. Maybe maybe in a few years, you'll be saying somebody slept with AOC. And AOC did not sleep her way to the top. AOC worked her ass off, and she's crushing it, and she's doing great. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for many of the women in our government. So many. Oh, my God. Elizabeth Warren? Are you kidding? 2016, I was begging for Elizabeth Warren to run. Begging. I was, like, freaking out. Like, I didn't even care about Bernie. Like, I mean, I love Bernie. But, like, I was like, dude, if Elizabeth Warren, I, I'd be all over this, right? right. Like, come on. Like, I'm not saying, like, there are many women in our uh, in politics that I really think are doing a, just a bang-up job, right? Like, they're crushing it. Dude, I, I was a Tulsi fan. Tulsi in 2016, I was like, I'm voting for Tulsi in 2020, straight up, period. The end. What happened to your microphone? Was that? It just got very, it just got much louder and my, clearer. My, something's wrong with either my cord or my mic. I don't know what's going on, but I, yeah, I just all of a sudden it was like, oh, that sounds nice. And I'm better now. Yeah, it sounds great. No, dude, I, I was, I was a hundred percent Tulsi. I subscribe like 2016 after she endorsed Bernie. I, and I, and I, I joined the Tulsi subreddit. I was telling friends, I was like, I'm going to vote for Tulsi in 2020 if she runs. Like, I was all Tulsi all the time. I know. I, I don't know who she slept with. So, anyway, Marta, uh, 
I, I'm just saying, oh yeah, Marta, yeah, dude, Tulsi, total badass. Um, so anyway, Marta, Marta saying not chicken and egg when men sleep around someone is looked upon as okay. Um, so see, that's why I think the terminology. I think I think your choice of term is misleading. It could be. I, I actually think I think we're I think we're actually more in agreement, uh, Marta and in you and I than than I may be coming off as. Um, Perhaps I I. I don't respect anyone who I perceive as having achieved political power uh, through some kind of sexual means, right? I, and that that I that I perceive for reasons that are not a, appearing in my inbox, I perceive that as as Kamala. I will not back that up on this episode, and I will not expect you to, Brian. And let's just agree to disagree on this point. That's fine. But, uh, this is a this thing has been. I, this has been a very serious quarantine cast. No, it hasn't. I don't think no, so. No, it's good. I mean, a lot of, of a lot of good discussions. A lot of, uh, you know, not a lot of fluff. A lot of meat today. No. Not a lot I, of... I like it. I like the meat. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying we had, you know, if you're looking at a, you know, we didn't have a lot of, uh, a lot of fluff. We had a lot of meat. A lot of good I things always, to unpack and eat. Well, no, and, and you know what? To the commenter's credit, like, I'm so glad when people get involved with the show. Brian Me too. Me too. Uh, and Marta, everything you're saying is really valid. Like we could do a whole episode on like the double standard of, uh, of women sleeping their way to the top versus men sleeping their way to the top. Right. Um, right now we live in a society where I, I think it's harder for men to sleep their way to the top because there aren't as many women in power. So it's, a, again, it's a chicken and the egg a little bit. I, I think if, if, if there were more women in power, maybe we would start to see, a little bit more criticism of the men that exploit their sexual. Let me, let me clear this up. Karen, Karen says Cody's vocabulary usage got him kind of in a hole. And that's where I have, that's where I have the problem. Because to me, when you say somebody slept their way to the top, it, this is what I take from that term outside yeah. of politics, anywhere, just in the general term. It's somebody who's unqualified, who got a job only because they had sex with somebody. Mm. Whereas if you are married to somebody or, in a long-term relationship with somebody and you are qualified and you get, you, you have a door open for you because you are that person's spouse, but you are qualified for the job. You didn't sleep your way into power. You had just like if you or I were going for a job and your best friend was the hiring manager and they opened the door, you still have to perform in that job. Mm -hmm. You didn't sleep your way to the top, you know, if you're, let's say Casey was hiring somewhere sure. and in a position and you were the most qualified guy for this job and you got it, did you sleep your way to the top or did you just take advantage of what we all do in business, which is networking and finding the right people to help you and mentor you and mm -hmm. be your, your rabbi as they move you through the thing. So that's where I have a problem with your terminology. It's not, it's not your point, but sleeping around connotes somebody who is completely unqualified okay, getting fair. a break because they put out. That's fair. Yeah, it, it, uh, let me, let me, uh, let me make it more relatable. I think you're Brian, you're one of the most talented radio hosts in the world. Uh, I really well, think, thank that. you. I think that's that's wrong, but nice. Thank I, you. I think you are. I really do. Uh, if, if let's say like the, I don't know, some executive at, at Spotify or whatever, like, like you should be hosting, I don't know, the number one 
syndicated AM talk show in the country, probably, because you, you're great. Uh, if you slept with like some CEO at Spotify or something, and it was a woman, and then right. you became the whatever, uh, then you would be like, you're really good. Right. Your skill. But, but I only got that. I only, but when you say sleep with her, am I, have I been married to her? Or did I just no, bang I just, her once in her office like a casting couch to right. get the gig? No, just sex. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Well, it kind of mattered. Uh, let's take it both ways, right? So if you if you had sex with her and then you became the number one radio host in the nation, right? Uh, you have the talent to earn that, right? Like, right. You, like, like if I slept with her and then became the number one radio host in the nation, that would be okay because I'm not that good of a host, right? So, uh, yeah, I, th I think... It's a, it's a little bit of a gray area to me. You know what I mean? If you get something just for having sex, that's sleeping your way to the top. If you are, I guess I, I guess I look and I keep using the Hillary Clinton example because you brought it up. Whether you agree with her politically or not, I don't believe she slept her way to the top. Now, have you had sex with Hillary Clinton? I have not. Because I have. Okay. And, uh, you know. Are you going to throw it allegedly or you're just going right out on the record? <laughs> Is it a federal offense? I don't know. Who I knows? don't know. I think she might still have Secret Service protection. Maybe not. She definitely has Secret Service protection. Are you kidding? She, the Secret Service. She has the Secret Service kill like four people a day. Wow. I love giving you enough rope so you can just start swinging by the end of the broadcast. Oh, man. It, so is, it is always unbelievable. So, again, it's not that we're disagreeing on the principle I think we're disagreeing on how it's framed. Marta in the chat said the point she's trying to make is that people of whatever gender are more likely to say that about women or a woman. That is true. You are right. I, I, I agree with that. I think you're actually you're actually stating that well. Um, I'm I'm just trying to kind of justify the nuance, the nuance to what I'm saying. Come on. Well, you use that word a lot. You you're very you love you love to be nuanced. It's the worst. But no. Marty, your point is well taken. There is a double standard in this society. There is a double standard in this in this society. There really is. There really is. Oh, of course. Uh, people will say, oh, a woman slept her way to the top, and they won't say a man slept his way to the top. Now, all I'm saying is I'm just kind of attenuating that by saying, like, well, to be fair, right now, our society in general, a lot of um, industries have more men in power. So contextually, there is some logic to that. However, what you're saying is still pretty, uh, pretty accurate. Christine says, uh, hoping for something a little more lighthearted next week. Listen, Christine, we never know what the, what the world will be holding. I didn't think you would talk about the impeachment stuff this week. It just happened. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Well, listen, when we and the fallout from the capitalist still. By no, listen, by next week it'll be. Uh, next week is uh, inauguration day, so next week we will have a new administration in power. Uh, everything will be rosy. The pandemic will be gone, and uh, we'll all be living in in just a utopian society where we all hold hands, hug, sing kumbaya, and uh, and that's that. My Christmas tree. Next week when we're here, there won't be a Snoopy behind me, which will be sad. I'll just be in my regular uh, drab old office. And uh, I'll be crying because we're getting closer to Mardi Gras and I am not in New Orleans. Oh, so, are you really sad about that? I am horribly sad about really? it. Really? Yes. I Listen, I could do, I now, with my laptop and all this, I could do this 
and my and the radio shows and everything from uh New Orleans. I just need uh mm. I, I need a job down there. Did you go last year? Yes. Last year was our first year on the float. That's right. So yeah, this year this year they're doing something cool. They're they've started this and it's you know very expensive. But it's uh, you can hire Mardi Gras artists if you own a home. You can hire them to make your house into a float. So there's pictures coming out of people. It's fifteen grand uh, to get, but they're making your house a huge float. And now they're doing the crude uh, crude porch or whatever, whatever they're calling it. I can't remember. So they're going to have a map of the city with all these homes that are being made into floats, and you can drive around and see these things. And so far, the three that I've seen. It's phenomenal because these are the people, the artists who make the real floats. So there's life size, you know, the big full size decorations all over these people's homes. It's gorgeous. So yeah, I do miss it. I miss, you know, I was, I've already been looking for king cakes. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad, sad day. Sad day. Next year's Mardi Gras is just going to be a giant orgy. Yeah, I'm not even planning on wearing pants or anything under the kilt. It's just going to be straight up uh, les et les bons temps roulés. <laughs> you, you got a Mardi Gras kilt? I have my regular kilt, but I pair it with all sorts of Mardi Gras green, gold, and purple apparel. So I wear my green uh, plaid, plaid kilt. And then I've got, you know, some custom vans that I had made with the three colors. I've got uh, soccer socks that are the different colors, uh, you know, tops. My jester hat. I got it all. Got mm. it all. Oh, I have something off. in the news that we didn't talk on. Yes. That we need to. I hope it's fun. Bean dad. Bean dad? I, I heard about that briefly. Refresh my memory. All right. So this guy was like a dad. He's a podcaster. He's a kind oh, of yeah. funny guy. He's a personality, right? Sure like he personality, is. Like you and me, Brian. More like you, but a person. <laughs> stop, stop selling yourself. Stop with the self-deprecation. Nah, I won't. So he, uh, this bean dad, his daughter wanted some food. And he was like, we you want some beans. He has some beans. He takes out a can of beans. And he takes out a can opener. And he's like, well, here, there's beans in a, in a can opener. And How like, old is the kid? Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Eight, 14? Six? No, actually. Hold on. That's gonna be that. That's gonna bear into your story or my response to your story. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look this up. Uh, let's see, daughter. Okay, nine, nine years old. Oh wow! So he tweeted. Uh, well, now it's deleted. But <laughs> daughter, nine years old, was hungry. Okay. Uh, this bean dad says, and I was doing a jigsaw puzzle, so I said over my shoulder. Make some baked beans. She said, how? Like all kids do. Sure. When they want you to do it. So I said, open a can and put it in a pot. She brought me the can and said, open it how? Uh, and uh, I'm actually having trouble opening the, uh, the tweets. Hmm. Get this a load. Here we go. Okay. So uh, with a can opener, I said. Incredulous. She brought me the can opener and was. Uh, we both stared at it. I realized I had never taught her to use the can opener. 
Okay. Most cans now have pull tops. I felt like a dope. What kind of apocalypse father doesn't teach his kid how to use a manual can opener? So I said, how do you think this works? She studied it and replied, uh, applied it to the top of the can sideways. She struggled for a while and with a big dramatic sigh said, will you please just open the can? Well, Apocalypse Dad was overjoyed. A teaching moment just dropped, dropped into my lap. I said, the little device is designed to go to do one thing, open cans. Study the parts, study the can, figure out what the can opener in, in, in inventor was thinking when they tried to solve this problem. The can opener is also a bottle opener, but I uh, explained that part wasn't relevant. I went back to my jigsaw puzzle. She was uh, next to me, grunting and gnawing, trying to get the thing. I should say that the spatial orientation, process, visualization, and order of operation are not things uh, she intuits. I knew this would be a challenge, but it was a rainy weekend. So uh, she goes on to talk about how she was very distraught by this whole process. She didn't yeah. understand it. She just wanted some baked beans. Uh, apparently, now I read this later, but apparently that Bean Dad was uh, laughing with his his daughter the entire time. Uh, they were all laughing together. It was fun. They they were eating stuff too, uh, so he wasn't starving her. But the problem that Twitter had was that it seemed like this dad was just starving his daughter and not letting her have beans because he wouldn't show her how to use the camera. Well, that's listen, a Twitter overreaction. Are you new? This is, of course, everybody, everybody on Twitter overreacts. I do think, I do think after a few minutes, you're a tool. If you don't, if you're, if you don't show your kid how to do it, that doesn't mean you just take it and do it and don't teach, but you can teach her, you know, let her try for a couple minutes, but the special relations that she doesn't intuit, <laughs> shut up, shut up. You bag. She's nine. Moment, Brian, it was a teaching moment. It's right. After a couple, you say, try to figure it out. And once the kid can't figure it out after a couple minutes, you show them. That's listen, as a guy who teaches children, you you let them try. You will do this with your son, I'm sure. He'll say, "Dad, do this for me," and go, well, "Why don't you try it?" But then you will not taunt him and intuit that he can't intuit that he doesn't know how to use a can because. I don't know if Molly knows how to use a can opener because she's always had an electric can opener in the house. She can use the electric can opener, but I don't know if, you know, the old school, you know, pop it and turn it. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't, how are, how's a kid supposed to know how to do that? If you don't show them. Yeah, it's hard. Can it's opener. hard. Dude, I can barely use a can opener as an adult who knows how to use a can opener. Oh, I, I, I had a hard time for years. I had a, um, Karen, what, uh, no, I don't have a sister. Karen thinks that my sister painted those pictures. Cody has a sister. Uh, his sister is very talented. She painted those pictures. I mm -hmm. have four brothers who have talents, none of which are artistic. Mm -hmm. So there's no way my brothers, my brothers might come in and spray paint my walls, but they're not going to paint me a nice picture that I can hang on the wall. But uh, as a dad, I think that was just, that's just a guy who's looking, and I know why you liked it, Cody, because he's looking to troll the world. And so uh, he's just being a tool. He just well, I, no, I I, and I think, think that I think that what he tweeted, if you don't like, I think I feel like it's one of those like 
Well, if I know the guy, I know he's just kind of jacking around. Oh, and, and I'm he, sure he's not. I, listen, I, I heard about that story. And now that you read it again, I know he wasn't starving his kid. Yeah. I, I don't take it to that. I'm sure this kid is not malnourished or sleeping out in the yard. I understand that. I, I also understand it's Twitter. So outrage is de rigueur. You must have, you must have outrage on Twitter. But I'm saying in a real world, IRL, Cody, to put it in your parlance, IRL. You, you you say, why don't you try to figure it out? A couple minutes, the kid can't get it. You go, all right, here's how you use a can opener. And then you show them, and then they try to do it. All right? So that's so Bean Dad, that's what I get with the magical fruit for you. Toot it up, buddy. Oh, wow. Alex just stayed up till 4 a.m. in his time zone. Well, he has to get up at 4 a.m. Wow. Oh, right. 4 a.m. Right. will be here soon. Thank you for staying so. tuned. Um, well, my friend, uh, or quote unquote friend did finally reply to me with some links to some of the incendiary things I said about a certain politician. Well, we'll have to get to those. I'll put those in the show, uh, in the comments. Yes. Uh, feel free to read them for yourself and be your own judge. Uh, that's but, how people, uh, that's how most people should be doing some research. Cody is going to provide you things. You may research them if you would like, uh, and draw your own conclusions. We believe that you are. We believe you are intelligent because one, you're watching and listening to this. So mm. we know you're intelligent or bored, but either way, uh, you could still do some of your own research. I feel like I'm awful on this show. Like why? Just, do, everything I say is wrong. Like I, th That's not I, think true. I, I think I have some like relatively well backed up ideas. Mm -hmm. There's something like the podcast I do for a full-time job is a science show, right? That's like, uh, the Curiosity Daily podcast, part Curiosity of the Discovery Daily. family of brands. Sure, from the Discovery. Like yeah. we literally only cover peer-reviewed research papers, uh, which means that like everything that we've said is really heavily vetted from the scientific community uh, and all that stuff. My opinions that I express here- Are your own. Are my own, for sure. Oh my God. Uh, and like, I, I feel like I put some thought into them, but like, I never feel like I put as much thought into them as you or Craig do. That's, I don't, I don't know. I, I take issue with that. I think you come with very thought out points. I think you, uh, you know, your, your opinions as they should, or sometimes differ greatly, uh, sometimes not from mine or from Craig's. Uh, you have your own uh, your own belief system and your own opinions and your own set of values, which are valid. So I think you're being I think you're being too hard on yourself. Um, thank you, and thank you, Sandy, for saying that I'm not awful. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, I, That's a I, low bar, though. Well, you're not awful. Ugh, I awful think I'm, maybe I'm intimidated by you, Brian. That's. A but we've worked together for over a decade. Yeah, you're I not know. Intimidated by and me, and that's how I know how good you are. Like, like, stop. And I'm not blowing like. You, you'll walk in this. You would walk into the station after like some big political thing, and you'd be like, "Here's my extremely nuanced, very well thought out point, and here's like 18 things to back it up." And I would always just be like, "Wow." Do you like, get paid I, every time you say nuance? I do so much. Okay, nuance. I'm just checking. So no, dude, dude, you like you really, you really have a, a like. You're so much smarter than people. A, no, I'm not. It's just it, you say that every week, and I'm I. <laughs> I was I was thinking about that the other. Do people think I'm stupid? 
No, I think because I, every I, week you go, you're a lot smarter than people think you are. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, do people think I'm an idiot? No, I, I don't. I, I mean, I take things lightly and I try to give off the impression that I'm just having fun. But do people think I'm dumb? No, if they do, they no. do. That's fine. Underestimate me. No, I don't we, care. We've talked about this. Like, uh, I mean, people under. I mean, like, look, as as a, as so as a person who works in podcasting uh, with other podcasters, I see. I see on a very regular basis how much people underestimate the ability to speak um, eloquently, right? Yeah. Like, the, you're able to speak the way you do because you're really smart. Uh, you really that. are. And and a lot there's of people, a lot of dumb people who can gas bag for hours. There are, but like like if you look at like really good professional radio hosts, even if we don't like some of them, right. There's a there's a crazy intelligence there. Even like Alex Jones, who's a total psychopath. Like there's a weird, insane intelligence there for him to even be able to like chain yeah. his weird incoherent. There's a talent, yeah. Marta is mocking me saying I did go to SIU. Listen, I was accepted <laughs> at other places. I could have gone to Syracuse. I was accepted at Syracuse and a number of other colleges. I just go. decided because of the radio and TV program to go to SIU and I don't regret it for a second. I'm a proud Saluki. So there, Marta. You and Roger both. Yep. And John Williams, Judy Pilak. Mm -hmm. All the big WGN names. No, I, I, I'll, no. It's, 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 I work with you. So I talked about, yeah, I use you as an example, but broadly, I think radio people are, are presumed to be like, I, I don't think intelligence jumps to people's minds. I think like, oh, they're, they're like, maybe they're good at talking, but like that requires a lot of thought on the back end, like you have to think about stuff. You have to read stuff. You have to process stuff. You have to like be able to translate stuff into like intelligent thought. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great skill that I respect it because, and I respect it even more because I do a podcast and I edit out 60% of the things I say, cause they're not really great. Like, and I, I, you know, I end up with a really good final product. So you listen to curiosity daily. You're like, wow, Cody's really articulate and smart and all that stuff. And then like, but like behind the scenes, it's like, no, he's not. He just edits out the bad stuff. No, right? you're you're selling yourself short, and I won't have it anymore. Uh, uh, and also, part of the reason uh, that whatever whatever amount, whatever level you think I do this on, part of the reason I can do it so well is when I'm that. I think the best shows I do are either these or when we were together at uh, at the station because I like having someone I can talk to instead of at. I like being able to get a differing opinion or uh, an opinion that will then trigger something that I've been thinking and may have forgotten. I enjoy a conversation or a debate rather than uh, just a soliloquy. So, and you can't do that with everybody. I've been on the air with a number of people that you cannot have a good discussion or debate with uh, because it just, one, they're not listening. They, they haven't, it's just, it's just awful. So whatever level you think I operate on, I get, and I always have, so this is nothing I'm telling you uh, new, you and Roger and Christopher and Craig and, uh, you know, other people that I've been on with, Christy, uh, Lindsay, all these, all these people have given me uh, not a foil, but a sounding board and strong opinions coming back. So that's what, you know. That's what I enjoy. That's why I, that's why I love doing this because you can spout off whatever opinions you have because they're yours and I can either agree or we can debate them, we can disagree, we can mock each other about them, 
whatever it is, you know? So that's, that's that. And every week's going to be different. Like it has been, uh, you know, we're, we're deep into season two, uh, Season by two. deep, I mean this is the second episode of season two. Season two I of can't the believe sex it. cast. Marta says if we were stupid, if any of us were stupid, she would not listen. Well, that shows how smart Marta is. <laughs> we appreciate that. Because she doesn't want to waste her time listening to dopes. I don't blame her. I don't want to listen to dopes. True. You know, but see, here's the thing. I've always prided, but you know how much I prep for, for everything. A lot. That's why you can make it sound like you're just flying by the seat of your pants. That's what that's stand up. Everything. I, I, I don't cultivate an every man persona. I am that, that is me, but I've done enough prep that I'm, I can talk about this stuff. If I came in, why do you think I never wanted to walk into the studio two minutes before the show went on the air? Oh God. You know, or without having, you know, even, even for these, I've watched the news. I've read some stuff. I have opinions. I make a little list of the things uh, that I want to talk about. You guys all have things you want to talk about. That, that's how we can make it seem like we're just goofing around. Mm -hmm. But it's not goofing around. Are you uh, up to date on the latest Pornhub news? Uh, only uh, this was before the new year that they took a lot of stuff down. Mm -hmm. um, now I am, uh, you know. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I have seen the site. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it enough to to know if there's a vast difference in current content with past content. But yes, I know there was a lot of uh, I know there was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff taken down because of different licensing and uh, you know people. It's not uh, not owned by the people who are posting it. There's a lot of porn news. There was a reason I brought that up. But the Imperial Pajamas is getting in the way of helping me remember what that was. Well, maybe you can remember it for next week. Uh, we have uh, I have to go because we have started a new show. Oh, my God. Net yes, we got to go. Uh, I've got a new show that we started watching. What? A lot of, oh, man. Uh, just real quick. Watch The Ripper a documentary on uh, Netflix about, the, uh, about a serial killer in England in the 70s and 80s. That was very good. Uh, uplifting. Molly told us last week, Molly got mad last week before she left because every show you and mom watch is always about crime or murder or it's a drama. Don't you ever watch anything happy? I was like, yeah, yeah I guess. But we started a new one called Broadchurch. It's actually an old British series, not old, uh, 2013, a British series. And it's about, of course, the murder of an 11 year old boy and the, you know, the the cry in this small little coastal town in England, and it's very very good. And we watched the first episode, and Debbie was going to go. She goes, "All right, let's watch the first one, and I'll see if I like it." And then I got to go to bed. This was last night. Three episodes later, she's like, "I really got to go to bed, but I'm so invested. Who killed him? What happened? Who's this?" So so I know she's down there waiting because even even today, I I went to my mom's and we did all this stuff, and I got home and I hadn't seen any news, and I wanted to watch the news. She goes. Do we, do we have time for a broad church before you do your show? <laughs> so we watched one at six o'clock tonight because they're like 40 minutes. Uh, and I know she's waiting. She's waiting. We got to get one more in before she goes to bed tonight. That's pretty awesome. Yes. Oh, so. I just started watching that one show about, um, it's like a, it's like a, like an 1800s soap opera. Bridgerton? Bridgerton. How is it? She loves it. I haven't watched it. 
I don't know if Debbie wants to watch. We we almost went to Peaky Blinders. Her aunts are obsessed with that show. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's I watched the I, I watched the the trailer. It looks pretty good. You know, it's a violent British gang thing from like the 1800s. Oh, Marta says the doctor, the 10th doctor is in. I know that. And I only I don't know that not because I know Doctor Who, but because I looked up the cast. So that's David how I know. Doctor was oh David Tennant. Yeah, let's go, dude. Yeah, he was also the villain in uh, Jessica Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I know him. Weird to see him as a villain, considering that as the Doctor he was like he was a, the. Oh, he was a great villain. And in this, he plays this Scottish detective with a shady past. Nice. Yeah. David Tennant is amazing. He's so like, there's a lot going on. So. Next week, who know? I'd say, well, maybe it'll be later. Who knows what it'll be next week? That's the beauty of it. It'll be, it'll be whatever we all think about. No, well, no, well, next Wednesday is the inauguration. That's true. So, so let's yeah. let's say a, let's say a collective prayer that everything goes off without a hitch, and we're not coming on here like we had to come on last week with some national tragedy. Yeah, yeah. if there's like violence, we'll probably have to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Probably, but but not a lot. In there may be. Here's a tease. There may be some other news. Uh, I'm gonna. I have to vague post it because I don't want anything. I have to. You know. I know that's that's uncool, but it's a tease. I may have other. I'll either have news or I'll have a story about why there's not news. So either way, it will be discussed. Are you gonna have another baby? <laughs> you gonna be a dad again? What oh, am I, Job? So cool. No, there's. <laughs> Yes, next week I'll either have a blue stick or a pink stick. Uh, wow. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> no, not at all. Maybe, the, you know, listen, my my time has passed, long passed, mm. with the, uh, you know, my seeds are sown. Mm. I've sown them asunder. Or are they? Uh, well, I don't know. Sower. I hardly knew her. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Cody, thank you. Craig, hopefully we'll have a better technical situation from his abode next week. He's still getting things settled. So we missed Craig, and uh, you know he had to cut out early. Uh, Cody, every day on the Curiosity Daily Podcast, part of the uh, Discovery family of brands, learn a lot in a short amount of time, always very scientific. Uh, I will be on uh, next Tuesday, actually. I'll be back on WTMJ. So you can listen to me there. You can always uh, get this podcast, the audio version, wherever you download a fantastic podcast. Like, subscribe, tell people, or uh, or, or don't. Uh, no, I'm not adopting Walter, Marta. Walter is back in New Orleans. Uh, he's been having a tough time because he ruled the roost here. He was able to run out in the yard whenever he wanted, and now he's back in his uh, in his one-bedroom apartment, and uh, not he's not having it. Uh. And I think our dogs might miss him a little bit. Because, oh. you know, they're looking around like, where's that little one who was causing all the trouble? But the funny thing is, for the last eight weeks, Lawson has wanted a toy. Every time Walter touched a toy, Lawson had to grab it and run away with it. Since Walter left, Lawson is back to not touching any toys. <laughs> Nothing. Just It's like, all right, you lump. So, uh, so yeah. So, we'll be back next week. There'll be a lot to talk about, as there always is. Thank you for uh, sticking with us. Thanks for all the comments. Cody, thank you. Uh, again, compliment your sister on the beautiful paintings behind you. The place looks good. Anything you want to add on the way out? Yeah, real quick. If you're getting a coronavirus vaccine, science says if you are if you have issues with needles, we're running a story in a couple of weeks, uh, but I'll give you a sneak peek. 
if you are worried about needle pain, smile while you get the, the injection. Really? Uh, not only may it have psychological benefits, it may actually give you physiological benefits that will help reduce the needle pain. So next That's vaccine, a good tip. fade in needles, smile, or actually you can also grimace because they use similar muscles in your face. But either way, if you make a facial expression, a strong facial expression of smiling or grimacing while you receive an injection, it'll reduce the needle pain. So for your coronavirus recipients out there, tell your friends, tell your family that are getting the coronavirus vaccine, uh, make a big old smile if, if they have a, a, you know, a needle problem and it'll help. And you can hear the full story about that on Curiosity Daily in a couple of weeks. Very nice. Well, we can't top that. Have a great week. Have a great night. Uh, Cody, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Cheers.